And welcome back, everyone. It is episode 123 of Thirst and Goal. My name is Franny. Across the table from me is Ben. And we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. Ben, how are you doing? I am well. It was actually a long week, but a good week. Ending with a couple of birthdays uh, in my family and a crafting day here for our yeah. former co-host. Happy birthday to your mom, right? Yeah. And a former co-host, Sonia, uh, had her crafting day mm-hmm. today, so it got me up and out of bed and cutting and sanding wood, which is always a fun way to spend your Saturday. How about you? How was your day and your week, Franny? Uh, it was a good week. It actually uh, it flew by. It, it it definitely flew by. I mean, it, it didn't seem like it was a Monday through Friday. It was like a Monday through Wednesday almost. I mean, it was just a really busy week, but it, it did fly by, though. Oh, yeah. that's what I like yeah. to hear. Yeah, I know. What about what you, you, though? I mean, I didn't. I don't know if I asked you. What's that? How your week was? That I, was good. It was yeah, long. Yeah, it was long yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's the usual. Yeah, the that's usual. The usual for me. What are you drinking over there, Franny? Uh, ben, I am drinking a little bit of the Noble Oak Double Oak Bourbon uh, with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of Club Soda, and it's okay. I mean, I think the Double Oak this uh, this Noble Oak wasn't one of our favorite bourbons, but you know, we have a lot of bottles sitting around. We have to finish them off, and that's a nice mixer. And I am actually I'm milking this bottle. I'm going to try to finish this man. bottle tonight. I have been milking this bottle of Dutch Courage Dry Gin just because I like it so much. I don't want to <laughs> overdo it and finish it up, but I can get another bottle of this. But this you is don't a, overindulge. a beautiful. You that thing. It's a beautiful summer gin from Holland. Uh, not a sponsor, but this is just a great di- a, a great gin. Mm-hmm. Dutch Courage. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, Ben on the big board. We have our NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have our feel good story as usual, which I love. And we also have our shot of the week, which is inspired by Mother's Day. It's a Mother's Day margarita. We've dubbed it, we've dubbed it the Mamarita. Oh, uh, the Mamarita. Uh, Mamarita. And it it's looks beautiful. great. It looks, it great. looks great. It's actually uh, the shot glasses that we used are actually those little tiny shot gl- or the not shot glasses, but the little glass or the little bottles that you can buy. Um, you know, the tequila's in, like, what is that, two ounce, usually like uh, um, the sampler bottles, sort of. I mean, yeah. I don't know why people like even buy just these little like ones. The airli- like the I, airline I, like, bottles. I don't, I don't get why. I mean, obviously, I understand why they have them as samples, but there are people that just go and buy just these. Like, why not yeah. just buy the entire bottle? Because if you buy a it's few a of these. strange. If you buy a few of these, it's almost as much as, you know, a 750 milliliter bottle of the actual stuff. So I don't get it. Yeah, the cost per uh, for milliliter is yeah. probably pretty high. Yeah, so they're nice nice little bottles. And you can find uh, those pictures on our Instagram and on our Twitter. We also have our beverage. Oh, no, a stat of the week. I almost forgot about the stat of the week, Ben. That's that's a new agenda item right there. I almost forgot to mention that. We have that, too. We also have our beverage of the week from Jack Daniels. It is the single barrel rye, and it comes in a very beautiful, fancy-looking bottle for Jack Daniels. Yeah, Not- and we don't drink too much Jack Daniels or no. Jim Beam on the show, so it's nice to get you know something that's out there for a little bit larger audience yeah. and see how we like it. And it's different. I mean, it's different. I mean, obviously, I think everybody's familiar with the flavor of regular Jack Daniels. You don't oh, yeah. F- you don't, I'm not a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, you're not a fan. I'm a fan of Jack Daniels. 
But this is the rye. We've also we sampled one in the past too. I can't remember exactly which one it was. It, was it might have been. Bottle, I think they're. I think. It might have been the regular rye. This yeah. is a single barrel rye. And we also have our beers of the week. Actually, we have from Rodenbach Classic. It's a Belgian sour ale, and it's oak aged. Yeah, that's an uh, interesting uh, one. Not sure what that's supposed to do. That's but an it's interesting oak one. Oak aged. Uh, so I can't wait to try that. And we also have. Another beer tonight from Dogfish Head. It is their Sweet Quench Ale Session Sour. And this was actually gifted uh, to us from uh, one of my coworkers. Um, she actually, um, on Instagram, she is a foodie. Oh, so, all right. Yeah, so, so her I'd and her like boyfriend. i like to be a foodie. I, yeah, I know. In but, my head, I'm a foodie. And she just an extra reality, job. I'm not. Foodie and the Grump. On Instagram. Uh, But yeah, I mean, she's always posting some really good content on there. Uh, But thank you so very much for for the beer. We'll definitely try that a little bit later. And then we have our housekeeping to finish up the show. Oh, I can't wait. Now I know why actors say they have a process. Like things were a little bit off today. It wasn't my normal day and I still feel a little bit like discombobulated. Yeah. So now I understand why. Yeah, I know my you know, mind my mind is still yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's an it's still in escrow mode right now. So like I'm not completely only there. 30 yeah. years to go. <laughs> Friday, what's first about a big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is the NFL news. Yes, Friday, just a little bit of NFL news this week and some Beautiful, beautiful Eagle news. A little bit farther down the agenda, I want to give Friday a little bit of a hard time about the mass chaos, the Titanic ship in the middle of the Atlantic that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, But first up, I thought Mm -hmm, we'd go through mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, just finish up the NFL draft uh, that happened last weekend. Uh, we, I know we have PFF who gave some grades for the draft. You know, we'll go through the teams pretty quickly, but we want to settle in on Frane's team, which is the Philadelphia Eagles, my team, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and our one-time co-host, Sonia. Her team is the Seattle Seahawks. Only uh, had three picks. I really wanted to give you yeah, exactly. I wanted to give Frane, you know, an opportunity to give some comment on, I don't, you know, I, I don't really some of these comment drafts. too much on the Eagles draft picks because, uh, most of these guys don't pan out. The majority of these guys don't pan out at all. Well, apparently the Giants were angry that you traded up to get Devontae Smith so that it's got to be good news. If the yeah. Giants, well, actually, the Giants don't draft very well either. So if they don't <laughs> like something, it probably means that you should like it. And if they like something, it probably means you should not like it. Daniel Jones, still the quarterback with exactly. Big Blue. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who their receivers are, their quarterback is still Jonesy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals, they give them a B minus. You know, they took uh, Zayvon Collins, running back or linebacker, in the first round. Uh, just stop me if there's any team you want to focus in on before we get to our teams. Uh, Atlanta Falcons, they took Kyle Pitts, huge, huge playmaking tight end out of Florida in the first round. They get a B. Uh, we got Baltimore Ravens. They took Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, wide receiver with the first pick. Strange pick for Baltimore, but they get a B plus. Yeah, Look but they also they, they drafted quite a few defensive players right there too. Oh yeah, they got they got uh, Odafe Owa out of Penn State. They got Brandon quarterback Stevens, Brandon Stevens, Sean Wade, and another edge. And well, yeah, I, mean, I thought they had more. But, yeah, but yeah. they got a lot of picks. They had a lot of yeah. picks this year, and you know Baltimore, unfortunately for the. Teams like the Steelers in the AFC North Baltimore usually has a pretty strong draft. They do get a B-plus this year. The Buffalo Bills, they get a B after taking Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher out of Miami, Florida at 30. Uh, But let's hope the Buffalo Bills picks pan out. We got the Carolina Panthers. 
They took J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina, allegedly a difference maker at the cornerback position. They're going to need help for Sam Darnold down there in Carolina. Mm-hmm. We're all rooting for Sam Darnold. They get a B minus. The Chicago Bears train wreck continues. They take Justin Fields at Ohio State with the. Wait, pick- did, you see, did you see the video? No. Of the call? No. When Justin, I mean, most guys are excited. When a coach it's calls hard to watch because there's like yeah. eight minutes between the picks, so I just get up and walk. walk I just walk I'm not around. Sure. Why the hell are there fireworks tonight? It's Mother's Day I, in Los Jesus Angeles. Christ. I mean, I guess. Wait, the, did the Lakers finally win a game? Uh, the Lakers have been pretty terrible. Yeah, they, and they let's lost. just let's just take a moment <laughs> to point out that the New York Knicks, my New York. Oh, Knicks, now they're your New yeah, York Knicks. Now okay, good. now okay, they're, they're not really good. They are the fourth seed yeah, in well, the Eastern Conference at whatever. thirty-seven and thirty. The That's Lakers. Great. That's great for the Knicks. The man. Lakers are what? What's their seed right now? It is, they're seventh. Okay, they're seventh in the West. And their record also thirty-seven <laughs> and thirty, I believe. But let's just give a shout out to the hey, New we'll York wait, Knicks. We'll wait till the playoffs. You know, when when LeBron is a little healthier, hopefully, and uh, you know AD is also a little bit healthier too. I mean, you know, or Kyle Kuzma could play a good game once in a while. That wouldn't you know, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah. See, I've been paying attention <laughs> now that the Knicks are good. I've actually been paying attention. I think Dennis Schroeder was out. For, you know, for a little bit there too, and he's he's a solid he's a solid player, man. Yeah, but I never thought I'd be able to sit across the table from anyone, let alone Franny, and talk about the New York Knicks in an, in a way that didn't make the other side, the person yeah, on I, the other I side mean, of the still, table, though, laugh at me. Still though, well, the Lakers were the champions last year. Okay, so let's let's get that out of the way. When's yeah, the last time were. the Knicks? When's the last time the Knicks? Seventy three, I think. Exactly, exactly. So I mean, it's 72, great that 73, but still, the there. Lakers have a better chance of winning the championship this year than the Knicks with the same record. Well, because I would of still the Nets, bet, only because still, of the Nets. Yeah, I'd still bet on the Lakers. You know, making it to the finals. Still, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Chicago right. Bears. Chicago, uh, the Chicago Bears get an A plus. Yeah, but not Justin sure Fields exactly was not excited. Justin Fields was, he not was not excited. He was very serious on the phone. You, I mean, like even his family around him. Like usually, like everyone's like hugging and jumping up and down. He's like, yeah, uh huh. All right, great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and, and this week it was reported that you know that um, that Nagy, head coach at Chicago, is saying essentially we're going to take our time with Justin Fields. We don't know when he's going to start. I'm like. Honestly, come on! You got freaking. Did you watch Andy Dalton play last year for the Dallas Cowboys? Their games were on television. I mean, really? You think you got a better chance with Andy Dalton out there than Justin Fields? That yeah. I mean, even if he gets beat up next year, why wouldn't you just start him to the get the rifle. experience? Red rifle. I mean, I thought he had something left in the tank. But after watching him last year with Dallas, he doesn't have much left in the tank. Yeah, it's almost not empty. So why not just throw Justin Fields out? I mean, yeah, I don't get it. You're the Bears. It. How much worse can you get? Yeah, unless Aaron Rodgers leaves the division, you know, you have absolutely no chance of oh, winning that's it. that's on the agenda. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But, uh, I mean, you know, you have Minnesota. You have, you know, Green Bay. Over the, I mean, it, it's you like got, you got Jared Goff. It, it, yeah, exactly. And a new offensive but, line. Yeah, we'll see. And some receivers. And a better defense. Does. We'll see how Detroit does. I mean, Detroit's kind of in the same boat as Chicago right now. This is my favorite time of year because I can still be excited about Detroit and I can still be excited about the New York Jets. And, but as I'm soon as the season time. starts, all of that excitement goes out the window. But this is the time of year where you could be hopeful about the Detroit Lions for some strange reason. The Bengals. They took Jamar Chase, wide receiver, probably the best wide receiver coming out of this draft. Yeah. Took him at pick number five. A great, you know, pick up a new, uh, a, a very good wide receiver at number five. And then you finish that up with, the, well, the next pick is an offensive tackle. So, I mean, you know, get Burrow a weapon and then get some protection for him, too. So, and then they also got a center. I mean, it looks like they're, they're, they're definitely trying to protect their new guy. Yeah. The Bengals look strong. I mean, I mean, I hate to say this. I mean, they're kind of like the Clippers until they can prove that they can do something. You know, they may just still flame out, but they've yeah. got a strong team. But at least, you know, they've they, got they a have, strong they team. They have somebody to build around. I mean, they're, they're very, they can be very confident in their quarterback right now. Oh, yeah. And they get a B. 
Cleveland Browns, they took cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern with the first pick. They also line, they got a linebacker out of Notre Dame, another wide receiver, tackle, linebacker, safety, running back. Yeah. Uh, but they get an A-plus. The I mean, Cleveland Browns, our division is deep, the new. They're a deep team. The they new best division team. in the league, potentially. Uh, it's the NFC West and then yeah. potentially the AFC North. Mm-hmm. If, if Burrow stays healthy, if Mayfield and that team, you know, they perform the way they perform, especially down the stretch. Last year, beating the Steelers in a playoffs, this could be with Baltimore. Hey, the, this the could NFC, be a tough the NFC East is really strong. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. NFC. Come I on. mean, yeah. I mean, you got you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> Daniel Jones, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and uh, got forty million dollar quarterback down there in Dallas. But that's, <laughs> but who knows what could happen? You know, who yeah, exactly. knows? I was I was a little surprised Washington didn't try to trade up and get a quarterback or even take a quarterback mm-hmm. uh, with their pick, but apparently, you know. Fitzpatrick gets the reins for an entire season. We shall see. Ah, your Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they take Micah Parsons out of Penn State linebacker. They got they loaded up on defense, cornerback, yeah, defensive end, edge, li- uh, linebacker, cornerback, uh, another defensive player, and another cornerback. They, the only offensive players they took were at 238, 179. Oof. They loaded up on defense. Mm-hmm. And they get. A B. Huh. But it shouldn't be that hard to come out of that division. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, Denver Broncos, they took a quarterback, Patrick Sertan, the second out of Alabama, another great cornerback that came out this year. They get an A-, minus, but they're still led by John Elway. So that is the best. This might be the highlight of the entire Denver Broncos season. The draft oh, still grade of A-. minus. Yeah, he's the uh, vice president or president of team operations. Is he really? Huh. Yeah, they can't get rid of that guy. I mean, people love him over there. I know he's like he's yeah. like Magic Johnson in L.A. You want the Dodgers? Okay, you can buy some of the Dodgers. You want the Lakers? Okay, you can buy some of the Lakers. Like you know, he's ubiquitous. Like you can't know. But actually, he was pretty good uh, when he was with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't say that his time with the Lakers was yeah. I mean, it was that great? Now. But he was just a part owner. He wasn't actually making yeah he was not significant making, decisions. He was just making money. That's all. But next up, the Detroit Lions. They took oh look at this. They took a tackle to protect Jared Goff. Uh, they took uh, defensive player Levy. I'm not even going to try out of Washington. Aline McNeil out of NC State. Let's see, they're great. A minus. Oh, come on. Oh, pretty good. Pretty I'm good grade right you. there. I'm excited. A whole year you go, Friday. <laughs> Your Green Bay Packers. Look at all those wide receivers they took for Aaron Rodgers. They took a cornerback at number uh, their first pick, 29. Uh, Eric Stokes out of Georgia, but they took a center to help mm-hmm. protect Aaron Rodgers if he's know, there because their center, eh, their center is aging, uh, but they took a wide receiver, Amari Rogers. That was the only offensive player, really, in this draft. They took a tackle, another defensive player, cornerback, tackle, linebacker, and running back, but their running back came at 256, so we'll see, but the, yeah, they get a C-minus. Probably won't see the field. A C-minus? Uh, Houston Texans didn't have very many picks because they weren't able to move Deshaun Watson before the papers were filed with the courthouse. So yeah, they took a uh, Davis Mills. That was actually a, an interesting pick. I thought they would draft a quarterback at 67 and they did. They took Davis Mills out of Stanford. Uh, they get a C minus. They only had five picks. Uh, the Colts get a C plus. I was actually surprised with Frank Reich and the Colts this year. They took edge rusher at uh, 21 and 54. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, tight end. And uh, doesn't even list. I don't even know who these other players are because they don't <laughs> tell us the positions that they play. But I was surprised that they didn't go a little bit stronger on the offensive side of the ball mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Their defense played pretty well last yeah, year. Yeah, no, actually, the defense was solid last with year with Carson Wentz. You know, give you him know, a, some more weapons mm-hmm. and prove Philadelphia wrong. 
Uh, let's not do that. How about <laughs> we prove Philadelphia right? Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, no surprise. They took Trevor Lawrence at number one. Travis Etienne at a Clemson. Well, he's a can't miss, Etienne. man. He's a can't miss. Yeah, can't miss. I mean, he can't uh, miss. Nah. He doesn't even need to play. <laughs> In fact, why don't we just give him we'll just hand him why the trophy. Just give him 40 touchdowns and five interceptions <laughs> no. right now? Why don't we just pencil that in right now? I love these can't miss players, these generational players. Uh, but they took probably the second best running back in the draft at 25. Steelers had already taken mm-hmm. the running back at 24, and they get a B plus. So Jacksonville, they might be better than people think. Yeah, not much better. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they do not want to be in the same boat they were in last year. They took a linebacker at 58, but then they went center, edge, tight end, wide receiver, guard, and they made several trades and acquisitions on the offensive line. They are loaded. They get mm-hmm. a B plus. Your, why is it my Las Vegas why Raiders? Why would it be my? Yeah, I like, never talk about the Raiders. Yeah, I that's even, true. That's I don't even like the Raiders. But yeah, they, they made a strange pick at seventeen, taking Alex Leatherwood out, out of Alabama. But who knows? Obviously, they had uh, Leatherwood ranked higher than a lot of players did. They took a safety edge, safety, safety, cornerback, and center, and they get mm-hmm. a C. But who knows? This is a typical John yeah, Green draft. Yeah. Uh, charges working on the secondary. Looks like yeah. Exactly, and they need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chargers take a tackle, cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, edge, tackle, linebacker, running back, and cornerback. They are building as well. They get an A+. Cornerback, Asante Samuel. Yeah, they get an A+. I mean, I guess a there's plus. not only one Asante Samuel that's a cornerback no, out there. It's, another one. Yeah. Junior <laughs> out of Florida State. Uh, but they get an A+. Plus. I actually think the Chargers could be a competitive team out there in the West. Yeah. Yeah, also another team that can build around the quarterback. They found the quarterback of the future, now just build a team around that guy. And he doesn't cost as much as Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. What do you know? Not yet. Look at all the players not, you could put around them. Not yet, but he'll get there. He's going to be expensive when it's time to sign. Yes, the L.A. Rams from the Malibu Beach House. Mm-hmm. Pretty chill vibe for yeah. them at the NFL draft this year. Trying to outdo Cliff Kingsbury out of Arizona last year. Uh, but it was definitely a, an interesting sort of chill vibe they had in that room. Uh, they take a wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, defense, wide receiver, edge, and running back. They get a C, although I give you know Sean McVay a higher grade than that, uh, just based on his you know prior drafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins take Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, wide receiver. They also take an edge, safety. I don't know if I was them, I, I probably would have taken a quarterback. Seriously, I mean I don't. I yeah, mean, they picked at six. Yeah, I mean they could have definitely. Uh, I mean you know they could have taken Fields. You know, at that at that position, right? Maybe there. he would have been excited. He probably would have been. I mean, this is a much better team than the Chicago Bears. I mean, look, they won ten games, but they won ten games, right? Last yeah. year, was nine or ten games yeah. last year, and uh, you know, they were switching between uh, Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa the entire season. They didn't even know who their starting quarterback was going to be from game to game. Yeah, he's and in. they still he's managed. Out. He's in. He's yeah. Then they still managed to win that many games. I mean, the division is is up for grabs right now. I mean, you got to you know go in there strong, get a quarterback of the future because they don't have one right now. Yeah, and they have a nice young team. They have a lot yeah. of talent on that. A lot team. of talent, and they're not spending a lot of money on those guys. Yeah, I just love to. I like to see what. Tua could do this year, but you know, at six, Tua it, will do what he did last year. This year, with all those quarterbacks that were available, I don't know. I mean, it's tough to pass them up for a wide receiver that you can yeah. find just about anywhere. Well, if you're the Steelers, yeah. Well, yeah. Not everybody has that kind of luck. That's true. That's true. or skill. Although maybe we can't, I we say. couldn't, we can't draft a cornerback to save our life. So there is that. <laughs> well, neither can the Eagles. Yeah. It's been about twenty years now. <laughs> but Vikings. Kirk Cousins, that's my quarterback. He is staying. They choose not to take a quarterback at 23. Uh, but look at all but the But they picks. do take another quarterback. They took one at 66 with Kellen Mond. Yeah, I like that pick, actually. I like Kellen Mond. He's mm. got, you know, he's a sort of unfinished product, but uh, I do like Kellen Mond out of 
Just like Adam Kirk Cousins, he's sort of unfinished himself. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's, he's never finished. He's never <laughs> finished telling you how good he is in those yeah. rare games that he wins that are large, large, and, you know, those big games that he finally wins. Uh, they get a B plus. Next up, New England Patriots. They take everyone's skinny cousin out of mm-hmm. Alabama. They take Mac Jones. We mm-hmm. talked about that last week. Guy doesn't look like he's an athlete of any kind, but... You know, we saw the last quarterback in New England that didn't look like he would get yeah. any well, actually, playing time. Mac Jones can run a little faster, bit faster <laughs> little than bit faster. Tom Brady. I, I, actually, he's 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 got some wheels for a, for a for a dude with man boobs. Oh, for he sure. And they need to they need to do a new uh, test at the combine. Your shimmy factor. <laughs> like, how good are you at shimming around in the pocket? Because Tom Brady would be off the charts in the shimmy. Him and him and hey, Ben Roethlisberger would be one and two. Yeah, your matador skills yeah. out there. And they really should rate that. I mean, who cares how fast a quarterback can run? Honestly, like, yeah. literally, who cares? If you can pick up a couple of yards, if there's a couple of yards ahead of you, and you need those two yards to pick up first down. Can you run? I mean, you don't have to have like a a four two forty. Even like a five three forty would get you those two yards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, New England finishes up defense, edge, running back, linebacker, cornerback, tackle, and wide receiver. They get an A plus. Although Tom Brady is still running his forty. Yeah, he's still he's still, he's still, he's still out there. Yeah. He's running from Indianapolis down to down to <laughs> the, down to uh, Tampa. Uh, the Saints, interesting draft for the Saints. They take an edge rusher, Peyton Turner out of Houston. At 28, a linebacker, cornerback. They did take a quarterback, QB, mm-hmm. at 133, Ian Book out of Notre Dame. I'm not a huge fan of Ian Book. You know, I obviously could be wrong. But I was a little bit surprised that they took a quarterback that deep in the draft because they really don't have a lot to work with at the quarterback position mm-hmm. in New Orleans right now. I mean, Jameis Winston, obviously, we know he can throw the ball deep. We know he can throw a lot of touchdowns. But the accuracy issues that he has suffered, at least during his years down in Tampa, I, I can't see Sean Payton having a lot of patience for that. Mm-hmm. So, but maybe Sean Payton is the quarterback whisperer. Maybe. Next up, <laughs> and they get a seat. Next up, New York Giants. They take Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Wide receiver. They also take an edge, a quarterback, an edge, a running back, and a cornerback. But what do you think about the G-men? David Gettleman again. You know, I, I just uh, it's it's a weird draft for them. Yeah, I mean, they have is, they need offense. They exactly, and they, you know, they 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 took an edge rusher, a cornerback, another edge rusher. You know, running back late. I mean, usually these rate these late running backs. I mean, they they don't get on the field, or you end up trading them in the future. You know, they end up you know somewhere on your practice squad. Another team ends up picking them up, and maybe they have, you know they have a good season here or there. But you know, that's you know 196 right there in the sixth round. That's not going to pan out right yeah. there, and then you could take another cornerback late. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting that they didn't go a little bit stronger on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, they had three picks in the top seventy. I, I did mm-hmm. think they were going to go a little bit stronger on the offensive side of the ball to give e- either the offensive side of the ball or help build up that offensive line just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But they get a B plus. We'll see what happens with the G men. Not much to, to compete against in that division, so maybe they didn't think they needed any offense. Ah, uh, New York Jets. They take Zach Wilson at a BYU. Uh, they take an offensive lineman, wide receiver, running back, safety, cornerback, cornerback, safety, cornerback, defense. That's a lot of picks for the yeah. New York Jets. But what do you think about I Zach see. Wilson? I want to see how Zach Wilson performs for the Jets. I mean, you know, it's it's he's right out of Saved by the Bell. It's I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he looks like he should already be on a on a Wheaties box. It's it's just uh, you know it's it's a quarterback graveyard over there. You know, I mean, you know, everybody that goes over there, they just don't perform well. And I'm I'm worried that the same thing is going to happen to Zach Wilson. You know, number two overall pick. You know his his uh, his career might flame out pretty quickly 
with the Jets. Yeah, two best quarterbacks for the Jets in the last 30 years, Brett Favre <laughs> and Mark Sanchez. Those are your two best quarterbacks probably in the last 30 years. Uh, they get an A grade, though. Here you go, no. front eight of Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Devontae Smith at uh-huh. Alabama. Offensive lineman, defense, cornerback, running back, defense, edge, safety, edge. Franny, what say you about this full draft? Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never too excited about the Eagles draft. I'm never excited about the beginning of the season because I'm so just negative and pessimistic when it comes to the Eagles because they always manage to fuck shit up. But I still love the team no matter what. But, uh, you know, picking up Devontae Smith, we definitely do need, you know, a, a number one wide receiver, a star at that position. We'll see if Devontae Smith is that in the NFL. Obviously, in college, he had some. I mean, he was he was he was great in college. He had his numbers were amazing, um, but you know, with with a rookie quarterback, I'm not sure how it's going to translate. He's a rookie I mean, played I, four was, games last year. He, oh yeah, but I mean, he's pretty much a rookie quarterback. This is going to be a second season. I don't know how it's going to translate on the field. I mean, it, it does help. You know, Jalen Ragor in opening things Ooh. up for him. <laughs> You know, Jalen Rager is like the Was number he a two. First round pick, Jalen you know, Rager? so Devontae Smith. Exactly. That's exa- he, that's exactly why I'm not excited about he, the he Eagles with picks. Calvin Johnson or something. Like, wasn't didn't he have like Calvin Johnson that's, or Stephon Diggs like numbers or Justin Jefferson? Exactly or? why I'm not too excited about the Eagles picks because Jaylen of picks like that. Rager. But I remember take, last year even trying to be optimistic. Yeah, I was trying to. I was I was trying to. I was trying. I remember even the podcast the following week. I was trying to be positive about it, but he had about what 450 yards total receiving. Uh, this year, uh, this past season, and uh, you know Devonte Smith might take a little bit of pressure off of him. You know he's he's gonna he's gonna command maybe double coverage, maybe open things up for Jalen Ragor. Uh, so you know hopefully that works out. Um, and then you know we obviously got Landon Dickerson, you know as a center in there, and uh, you know uh, for Kelsey, I mean it's probably his his final year. So you know Landon Dickerson might be the next man up in that position. Uh, but you know it looks like uh, you know cornerback, and then we go another running back. You know we have. Tons of running backs. The Eagles are never short on running backs. And we picked up another one right there. But, you know, it looks like they, you know, they, they try to bolster certain positions that we already deep at, like edge rushers. We don't need that many edge rushers. We're actually pretty decent at that position right now. I would have been happy with maybe more linebackers chosen in the draft or yeah. maybe another Even, cornerback. Especially one higher. You know, one cornerback, higher. let's, you know, get another cornerback. We have a safety there too, a late pick again. You know, who knows if he's even going to see the field. He just might end up on the practice squad like a lot of these late picks. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I like the draft. I mean, I like that Devontae Smith pick. He can do everything. He can run every route. He can get separation. He can go deep. He can play underneath. Mm-hmm. He, I, I but th- if he's your only, if he's your only wide receiver, <laughs> then you know, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. These other guys on the on the Eagles, they're not they're not you know stellar wide receivers. That's for sure. Yeah, and they get a grade of a B minus. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, my Pittsburgh Steelers get a grade of C as usual. But they take Najee Harris out of Alabama. Mm -hmm. Big back that can do it all. He can catch. He can run. He can block. He can do it all. If he's available, why not take him? He can kick. Why not take him? You know, why not take him? I think this this might have been one of the only four picks that Mel Kuyper got right in Mm -hmm. the entire first round this year. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, Mel Kuyper has his 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 pre-draft drafts, and and it's, he's never right about any of these, except maybe the number four. one. He except, got four except, out of thirty-two. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's a pretty good percentage right there, I guess. No, it's not. But that's that's actually for him. That's actually pretty decent. But I mean, I would give and the, two of those were Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. I would give the Steelers a higher grade only because they did pick up Najee Harris. Najee Harris, because we've been talking about this for years. I mean, you need a running back. 
especially in your division, you need a running oh, back. Yeah, for sure. We were playing in cold weather late in the season. You need somebody to carry the ball. That's something that the Steelers have not been able to do. So I'm sure you were excited. Oh yeah, Ben. And, when and you someone saw that you don't need a big offensive line to move mm-hmm. to move bodies for you. He can make his own room out there. Yeah. And also very good character too. Yeah, I mean he's a great guy. Everyone texted me after they took. I mean people from you know my brother who, who uh, you know went to Auburn, lived down there. You know has friends down there that, that are Alabama fans, Auburn fans. A lot of people texted me with, and they were really happy that the Steelers you know made that reach. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought it was a reach right there. I don't. Think I don't so. think so. Not at all. Not not for the Steelers. I mean if it was another team maybe, but the Steelers need. A running back, and we proved that last year after uh, going eleven and zero, and then shit in the bed in the rest of the the yeah. rest of the season. And, and, the first and round a of lot playoffs. of that had to do with you know on, on fourth and one going for a screen pass every single time because yeah. you just couldn't, couldn't move, move the ball, couldn't move no bus out there. Uh, we take tight end Pat Fryermeth out of Penn State. Love that pick, big physical tight end. That's exactly what we need. We haven't had one of those in a long, long time. We go center, tackle, linebacker, defense, edge, safety, and punter. Not a lot of punters on the board no, this no. year, but uh, I can't remember his first name, but Barry, our punter, not a particularly good punter. We didn't want to sign him last year, but we brought him back because we didn't have any other options. But I like the Steelers draft. I really mm-hmm. don't give a shit what the grade is. For the Steelers, I think this was a good draft. We let, we, you know, we lost Bud Dupree. Uh, we lost Mike yeah. Hilton. We lost a bunch of, we lost, you know, Villanueva. We lost Filer. We lost a lot of guys. And I think that this was the kind of draft that can buttress that defense a little bit, but more importantly, Get that offense more balanced yeah. so that we're not throwing the ball 50 times a game. Yeah, no, I think the Steelers can, I mean, with the current team that they have, with the draft picks and everything, I, you know, I can see them still winning 10, 11 games. I mean, you said 12 off the podcast. Yeah, I'm not sure if they I can win 12. So. But I think, you know, maybe 10, 11 games, you know, get them into playoffs and, you know, see what happens. Yeah, it's like a major fireworks going on over here. I know, seriously, what the fuck's going on? Uh, San Francisco 49ers, they take Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Finally, another North Dakota State product. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. <laughs> those those North Dakota quarterbacks overrated. They're good for they're, they're good for one and a half years. <laughs> it's like a Volkswagen. Just or a BMW. Yeah. Drive yeah. this for 40,000 miles only. Uh, but I mean, I think their draft was okay. Yeah. Uh, they already had a yeah, strong they team. They, had a strong they got Jimmy GQ over there. He ain't going to play. I think he, he I, ain't gonna play. He would start for me. Yeah, he's gonna start, yeah. but I, it's he ain't gonna be too long for the field <laughs> this year. They get a B Seattle Seahawks. Look at all those picks. Oh, how, the, how the fuck do they have so they few tra- picks? Oh, I guess they uh, trade a lot of guys. Yeah, they trade like trade, quite a few. You know, I mean, what's uh, they when they pick up when they picked up uh, Jamal Adams? There were a couple mm-hmm. other trades, guys that they brought in. They gave up a lot of picks, and they decided not to trade to try to get some more picks. So they take a wide receiver. Uh, with their first pick, you know, I know Russell Wilson wanted offensive line, but the next best thing is a wide receiver. They took Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan at 56. They take a cornerback at 137, Trey Brown. And at 208, they took Stone. You got to have a guy named Stone on your team. Stone, Foresight out of Florida, but not much yeah. to say about it's this. It's very draft. appropriate for offensive tackle to be yeah. named Stone. Stone. But I don't know what to make of this other than the fact that there's one more wide receiver potentially yeah. for Russell Wilson. Tampa Bay Buccaneers just keep the, I mean, they just keep the train rolling down the tracks. They take an edge rusher, John Tyron, out of Washington. They take a quarterback, Kyle Trask, out of Florida. Guy that I was hoping the Steelers might take there just to try to plan for the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently they might have a, an issue with Ben Roethlisberger if they did that. But I really liked that pick. And they went offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker, cornerback, line, just making that de- that strong defense all mm-hmm. you know more strong. After bringing back all their starters, but what do you think about Tampa? I mean, Tampa is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I mean, I would say they are. You know, them and Kansas City again are, are the favorites to go back to the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I mean, they brought back all their starters. Uh, next up, Tennessee Titans. They take cornerback Caleb Farley, Farley out of Virginia Tech. They go tackle, linebacker, cornerback, wide receiver, edge, wide receiver, safety. You know, we'll see. Tennessee is, I mean, I like Tennessee, but I just feel like they have a ceiling. So we'll see what that ceiling is this year with with um, Ryan Tannehill. What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's a, I think it's a decent draft for them. I mean, they're, like you said, they have a certain ceiling right now. They just, can they break through that ceiling? Uh, because in the AFC, there are so many strong teams and they're, they're right under the rest of those yep. teams that are, that are, you know, like Super Bowl contenders. And they're like almost like, you know, pretenders, you yep. know, like they're, they're just one, one level below those. Will this, you know, elevate them? I'm not sure if this is going to do the job, but I mean, they're there. I just don't know what it is that they need right now. It's but, like, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I feel like they might need it some, a change at the quarterback position. Uh, I know you don't, but Cleveland got stronger. Burrow's going to be back for Cincinnati. Indianapolis, assuming that Frank Wright can repeat what he did in Philadelphia. Indianapolis got stronger. Jacksonville got stronger. New England is New England you know, got stronger. I mean, it, it's going to be tough for them. Know, did you mention Buffalo? Buffalo, Buffalo Buffalo's also there too. got stronger. I mean, Buffalo, Baltimore. I mean, you know, it's like there's so many Chargers teams, with Herbert but, coming back and the Chargers as well. I mean, you never know what to expect from uh, Las Vegas too. I mean, Las Vegas is almost like in the same boat as the Titans, too. I mean, they obviously didn't make the playoffs, but they're kind of there, but they're not really. I mean, there's just too many good teams in the AFC right now. And the Titans, even with after the draft, I'm not sure if this is going to you know, take them to the hump, to that next level of those other teams. I don't think so. Well, I hope <laughs> not anyway, as a Steeler fan. Uh, last up, I think, Washington. They take uh, linebacker Jamin. Jamin. How do you uh, Jamin? Jamin. Jamin, Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. Jamin. Samuel Kuzmi, a tackle out of Texas, and they go quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, is that, safety. What's that? Is it is it Benjamin or is it Benjamin? Oh, <laughs> I think that's Benjamin. Oh, okay. Benjamin St. Oh, Just. Okay. St. Right. Hoost. Well, I don't it, even know. I got really bad with names in this past <laughs> year of pandemic. Yeah, yeah, working, yeah, from, yeah. working from home, I, my name skills have dropped off. Uh, they get an A minus, and that finishes that up front. What, what do you think about the, uh, the draft this year? I mean, Eagles... I mean, you're I'm, not particularly optimistic. I'm, I'm never optimistic. I am optimistic. Yeah, but you're always overly optimistic. I mean, even last year before the season started, you said the the Steelers were going to win 14 games, and you and were, they won 13. You were games. you were pretty damn close, and I was actually shocked. I was surprised uh, that they did even you know. Yes, they I got was close off to, by one. I'm yeah, so I know, sorry. No, no, but I'm so, I'm surprised that they even won that many games. I didn't think they would be that good. Even I was still thinking about 10, 11 games last season, but yeah, they got pretty close to that 14 uh, number, but. You know, with the Eagles hurt at, at the, the beginning, in the league at the team. beginning of every season, oh shut up! At the beginning of every season, though, when the Eagles, you know, just when they first march onto the field for that first game, like here, this is the start of an eight and eight season right here. <laughs> this is this is not going anywhere. Even when they won the Super Bowl that year, yeah, you're I pretty negative even, even yeah. during the season. Yeah, I know, I know. I, that's just the way I am. I mean, when you're a fan of this team, I mean, it's like that's they're gonna find some way to fuck something up. <laughs> they're gonna find some way to fuck something up. <laughs> yeah. All right, just one more minor tidbit. I was talking about this guy earlier uh, before the draft even happened, but Shane Bouchel, uh, Southern Methodist University quarterback, agreed the terms with the Chiefs this year or uh, this past week. Yeah, Bouchel, he's going to get $15,000 bonus and 160000 base guarantee as a priority free agent. In 10 games, Bouchel ranked eighth nationally in completions, 24.29th in passing yards, uh, 10th in total offense, 13th in passing touchdowns, finished his career ranked first in football bowl subdivision career active list for completions, passing yards, 
second in total offense, fourth in passing TDs at 87, and fifth in total TDs. I wish the Steelers would have signed him. He didn't get drafted. The mm-hmm. Chiefs got him. If Mahomes gets hurt. You will never see the field. I mean, if if if, if Mahomes doesn't get injured, obviously, you know, that could happen. I'll, you know, I hope it doesn't. Um, but this guy in Kansas City will never see the field. Yeah, I think he'll play a season over there and get an offer from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I hope you're going to hear this guy's name at some point down the line. Yeah, That's when, my When, when he retires. <laughs> when, when Mahomes retires in, in 14 years. <laughs> Oh, my God. Are you ready to move on, Franny? Uh, let's move on, Ben. Next up, Franny, Aaron Rodgers. Shut the fuck up Why? already. Why? Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers Why? remains adamant that he won't return to the team under the current stewardship of general manager Brian Gutenkust. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports reports. This, according to sources in Rodgers' camp, he's willing to weigh hard-line options at his disposal from refusing to show up for off-season activities, to holding out of training camp and possibly even retiring. Asked if anything could be done to repair the relationship between Rodgers and the team, the source said a reconciliation may not be possible if Guttenkirst remains and the team president, Mark Murphy, is aware of the quarterback's feelings about the GM. The ball is in Mark's court, the source said. When news surfaced uh, this past week that the 49ers offered the third overall pick to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. The third overall pick. Mm -hmm. It wasn't news to Rodgers. Rodgers knew about the offer and wanted the Packers to take it. He spoke with a reporter this past weekend at the Kentucky Derby. God, that was obnoxious. But he didn't. Tom Brady was there too, right? Yeah. But he did not. I think Rodgers has a horse or he has a part investment in a horse. Uh, but did not mention the Packers situation. I uh, did have an interesting name tag, though. I can't remember what it said. But what was, it was, was, is the horse's name Shailene? Shailene? Something was, like uh, that. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. His, his fiance. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I go. know, right? All right, Aaron. I guess we're in high school uh, again. In my well, I'm going to name a horse after you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's kind of acting like a child. We'll see. Uh, apparently, the teams that he would like to play for are the Raiders, Niners, Broncos. What the f? But, but, Why Raiders? But, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but Brett Favre thinks Aaron Rodgers won't yield in his desire to leave the Packers. This week, I mean, Brett Favre has been no uh, stranger to making some statements that made the news, let's say, in the past year or so. Uh, but he said, knowing Aaron, and I think I know him fairly well, if he has a grudge, whether it be against the organization or a player or an arch rival or family or friends, he ain't budging, Favre said. I don't see him coming back saying, if this is not resolved, whatever the issue is, if it is not resolved turning the page, uh, or even if it's resolved in a way that, that like, the, or if it's resolved, but he feels like they have one up on him, he ain't going to come back. Aaron, he would sit. Now he would forego a lot of money, which is exactly, I think he would have to pay back about $39 million mm-hmm. if he decides to sit out this year. Uh, but Rogers definitely would forego a lot of money between repaid bonuses and forfeited salaries. Rogers would be out $44.5 million if he doesn't come back. Uh, the Packers, I think, also filed tampering charges with the Niners and the Broncos. They said that the Niners have violated the tampering rules of the NFL. But, Franny, what the fuck is going on with Aaron Rodgers? I know. It sounds like the conversation that we had about Russell Wilson, too. This is worse. Like, it's, it's getting to that point because it looks like he doesn't want to play at all. I mean, Russell Wilson was complaining and bitching and moaning, but it looks like he's still going to take the field. He's still going to, you know, he's not going to sit out. You know, he's he's uh, he's going to be the starting quarterback next year with the Seahawks for sure. But with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, it looks like, Things uh, have well, gotten a little. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure why, because I you mean, you still like have GM. a chance. Fine, 
They still have a chance. You're one player of 53. And and they still have a very good team. They still have a chance to win 12 games this season. They still have a chance to go to the playoffs. They have a chance to go to the NFC Championship game again, I'm sure, just with the team that they currently have constructed. And so I don't understand, like, I I don't know why he thinks, you know, going to the Raiders or the Broncos. I think with the 49ers, he'd have a good chance of going pretty far. And and they they were willing to give up the third overall pick players and other draft picks. Yeah, and and that's, he's from... One of those counties around. Yeah, he went around. to Cal. Yeah, he's, he went to from, Cal. He's from, from Southern North, California, I think. I, th- but he he, I thought it was in Northern Cal. I thought it was in Northern Cal. Somewhere up, up in Northern California, I believe. Um, but, you know, it's I, I don't know exactly what he wants. I mean, you know, you have a very good Have, have you watched the Raiders have, play? Have you watched yeah, the Broncos play the Bron- a game I mean, of football? Seriously. I mean, and, and the, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, do you just want to be on the West? The Chiefs exist in that division. I mean, so that's going to be your toughest... I mean, right now, in in his Jeez, division, they please, are man. they are Kansas City in their division right now. Yeah, you know, especially are, with Stafford gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not going to win the division, but you still got to face them twice. Yeah, and then, you know, you got Justin Fields out in Chicago. I mean, you got Andy Dalton. I mean, you got you know, oh, yeah, of course, Andy Jared Dalton. Goff. I mean, you know, it's it's like you know, you're going to be the best team in your division, three, and you're going to go three to the terrible quarterbacks and Aaron sure. Rodgers. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why he's complaining so much about his situation. It could be a lot worse. He could be stuck on an eight and eight team right now. But he's on a team that won twelve games last season. They went to the NFC Championship game. They were there. I mean, yes, that fourth down call. You know, he probably they should have, also, they should they have also gone did for have it. three plays before that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, from so, the nine yard line. So I mean, you know, whatever communication there was between quarterback and coach. I mean, you know, miscommunication. It's maybe he's still disgruntled about that. Maybe he thinks he still had a chance to maybe go to the Super Bowl if they had gone for it on fourth down. But like you said, he had three plays before that to score a touchdown. It didn't happen. I think they threw it two out of three times on yep. the, you know. So it's it's I don't get it. It's inexplicable, Ben. Yeah, and people are talking about him holding a grudge about taking Jordan Love, which would just be child. Like you want to yeah. wait. You want to be a decision maker in the front office, you know, on a par with the people that work in the front office, but you can't get over the fact that they drafted a quarterback after they drafted you to replace Brett Favre. Exactly. Like you, you can't act like a child and then want a grown up's job. Mm -hmm. And I think that's his issue. Mm -hmm. And it just, I get it. The Packers are not the Buccaneers. The Packers are not the Patriots or even the Steelers or some of these teams that go for broke, the Rams that that go big at the end of the season or at, before the trading deadline and bring players in and get up right against the cap and take chances on a one-year run. That's just not who the Packers are. The Packers are slow and steady wins a race. That's mm-hmm. who they are. And if he doesn't like the, the, the franchise's approach to football, then just say it. Like, I just don't like playing. I mean, Russell Wilson was pretty clear about what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Like you, you knew what he wanted. He wanted a, an offensive line. He wanted to stop getting hit so much. He wanted to get, you know, better, you know, structure on the offense and get a more flow into the game. He was pretty straightforward about what he wanted. I don't know that anyone knows what Brett Favre or what Brett Favre, what Aaron Rodgers wants and mm-hmm. why these exits from Green Bay are always so ugly. Yeah, I know. I know. But what do you think he wants? Like what? what I mean, he, no one knows because he's just. He wants to He's pretend just, to be this just awesome. Oh, gee, shucks, lucky. Look at me. I'm, I'm just such a likable guy. I mean, he's. I just don't get what what it is that he wants. Uh, He's got the best receiver on the league in his uh, in the league on his team. Well, stats wise, yes. I mean, you know, uh, rating well, uh, the rankings. Yeah, maybe if he hadn't forced the ball to him three times in a row at the goal line and, and looked for yeah. another receiver on the field, <laughs> no. maybe they would have scored. Or a touchdown even if he had run for it too, I think he had a chance to run in a touchdown. I'm right third there down. too. Yeah. I'm third down. At least he would have got him within a couple yards of the goal yeah, line. Exactly. Yeah. So, but do you I think mean, he's he still, should, he's you think still... they should just cut bait? 
I, you know, it's looking like they might have to. I mean, you know, you don't want a disgruntled quarterback under center. And uh, it, it seems like he's he's kind of forcing their hand right now. If he's not going to play, you know, I don't know what to do if you're the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I guess, I mean, I would just like to be more clear. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if, if you have demands, if there's specific things about the general manager that bother you or specific picks or approaches that bother you, then just say it. This sort of back room, calling Brett Favre, calling all your buddies, calling people so you can get it out there in social media, mm-hmm. instead of just being straightforward. Even, you know, we didn't like Russell Wilson's approach, but at least he was straightforward about what he wanted. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and if people don't want to play with you the way they want to play with Tom Brady, I, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me the Packers didn't want to sign Antonio Brown? Didn't want to bring in other players? Didn't want to make, you know, you know big contracts? And there's also talk that he wants an extension on his deal because he's got three years left on this deal, but they really have an easy out after next year. Mm -hmm. There's also talk that he's trying to strong arm them for like a five or six year deal with more money, more guaranteed money down the stretch. Yeah. But what do you think? I told you what I think. I mean, do you you think they should trade him? If they have to, they have to. I mean, I don't don't think they have any other choice right now, especially if he's, if he's going to, you know, sit out. Or or threaten to sit out. There's just no way. Yeah, I mean that's a you lot of pay money. Back that's 44 a lot million dollars? of money, right there. And he's already on a good football team. What do you want, man? What do you want, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was. I'm, I I'm, mean, you're making me sound. I'm, I'm, one your, sound like... I'm one of your biggest fans. I had a bobblehead. I know that was eaten by. I almost Ben's brought dogs. him out here, but he won't stand up. <laughs> he won't. The bobblehead won't stand up because the dog ate the leg off smartly because the dog knew. Was it the leg that he injured yeah. multiple times? <laughs> I just don't personally. I just don't understand it. I mean. He's not perfect by any stretch. I don't think he's as bad as Terry Bradshaw, unfortunately, made him out to be this past week. Well, Insulted him pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but old school rules don't apply to the current NFL. They just don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Denver and the Vegas? Raiders? Really? Yeah. I mean, they're a better opportunity. I mean, the Dolphins are a better opportunity. Yeah, I would say so right now. Yeah, with the with the team that they've constructed over there, yeah. And they and they had the draft picks to trade away, mm-hmm. and then you still have Tua in the wings that you're not paying anything to. And it's nice and warm in Miami. And it's nice and warm. But <laughs> I just I, I think that if he had more logical choices as to where he wanted to go play, mm-hmm. I just don't think that 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 his top picks. And then what are you going to do with Derek Carr? Yeah, exactly. Who's almost as good as Aaron Rodgers? Oh, get out of here! <laughs> oh, shut up! That's not shut up. Underrated, uh, underrated. <laughs> All right, you ready to move on? Underrated. He's, he's under, rated where he should be. Yeah, like number three middle of the road. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's, I like. Uh, I'd say he's top fifteen. He just, he he's about had, fourteen, maybe. He hasn't had the right team around him and the right coaching around him. Uh, he's got Chucky. That's true. <laughs> You're killing me. Next up, say it ain't so, Alejandro. The Baltimore Ravens reached a two-year agreement with two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle Alejandro Villanueva. Ah, uh, this past week. That must this, hurt, right, Ben? Yeah. The oh, deal. You know what? We haven't taken a shot. I'm sure this will turn into a shot right yeah. now. Yeah. So screw the Ravens. Screw the Cowboys. Screw the And screw Bengals. Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, the deal's for $14 million and includes $8 million in fully guaranteed money. Uh, but after not drafting an offensive tackle last week, the Ravens added Villanueva to play right tackle and replace Orlando Brown Jr., who was traded to Kansas City in a blockbuster deal on April 23rd. <laughs> you know. The Chiefs are making sure that nothing's going to happen to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Villanueva started 32. He's 32. Started at left tackle for the Steelers for the past six, count him, six seasons, and would fit with the Ravens' supersized offensive line. He ranked 18th last season in run block win rate, 
three spots higher than Brown at 21st, which should fit with Baltimore's offense that ran the ball on a league-high 50.3% of plays. Uh, I'm sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. You know, but we do have some younger guys on that offensive line, Zach Banner. You know, we got guys that I think can fill in nicely. We've made a couple acquisitions in the offseason. But, but seeing as how that offensive line last year just could not get any push for any running back of any, it couldn't get it for Connor, couldn't get it for for um, uh, Benny Snell, couldn't get it for you know not Jalen Samuels, couldn't get any move, any movement on that offensive line. I, I think it was probably time to 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 move on, and that might they might turn out that, that this was a little bit more money than they should have paid for him with eight million guaranteed and fourteen million over two. I'm sad to see him go because he was such a stalwart there at left tackle for the Steelers for the last six years. Mm-hmm. So this is more of a sad shot. Well, but if he's playing, like you said, fuck Baltimore Ben. Yes, and fuck the they Cowboys. Just keep getting stronger. So I can take a shot. And what are we taking well. a shot of? And why are we? Taking uh, well, a shot? Ben, this is our punishment shot, and it is the Jim Beam Orange that we will be drinking, which is not the greatest tasting. Oh, did we whiskey. finally finish that bottle? Oh, it's almost done. It's almost done. We're, we we have a. Maybe one more shot. Maybe one more shot for you. I'm sure you'll say something negative again pretty soon. Yeah, as you will. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Best quarterback we did sign a contract in blood many years ago. If I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, then I take a shot. Ben, if you say anything negative about a team in your division, which is the AFC North, or if Sanya says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, and she takes a shot. She's almost never, ever on the show. Eventually, one day she will return, but this is the drinking game on our show. Our negative comments lead to more drinking, and it's appropriate, Ben. It's a drinking podcast. We might as well take this shot in punishment. Uh, That was a big shot. Yours was big, yeah. (sighs) That was gross. That's, still better than vanilla we took last week. Well, it's right there. But I don't think it's better than the vanilla. Actually, I don't mind the Ooh. vanilla. Only because this this the orange one has ah, more of that, that aftertaste. That fake sort of um sugar ah. whatever they use in it. It tastes like, like you something can, you'd chase a dollar beer night. Like if beer you, if down you have with. like a if you have like a um a diet sun kissed or uh, a diet crush yeah. or a diet Fanta orange. Yeah. That's kind of what that would probably taste like, but with whiskey. Like it's some warming my stomach right now. It's warming the cockles of your heart. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Not was... really. Because Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah. On. I mean, good luck to him. I'm sorry he went to Baltimore. I know, seriously. But it was man. it was time. I mean, our offensive line was just oh. they were able to protect Big Ben last year, but they couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need we no, need more athletic guys on yeah. the line. No push whatsoever. And Zach Banner's then, a little bit more again, athletic. Not the greatest running backs either. <laughs> Yeah, well, we had a we had like the Eagles. We have yeah, a Benny lot. Of, we have Snell. a lot of average running backs. There, we have like six of them. No, I, well, no, no, no. Miles Sanders is not average. Miles yeah, Sanders, that's true. I always forget Miles about Miles Sanders, Sanders because he wasn't able to really take part in the offense because the offensive line kept crumbling last he's, year. He's above average. He is. And yeah. last year, the offensive line just didn't give him a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were constantly well the above defense average. was in the backfield. Yeah, well above. Average. I know you thought he should have been. Rookie of the he year. He should have been rookie of the year. I'm still pissed. That's, that's messed up. And I agree. <laughs> I actually, I actually like Miles Sanders, and I think this year he's going to shine. Yeah, because he's going to have to with Jalen Hurts. Uh they're going to have to be much more balanced. Their running game is going to have to be more pronounced than yeah. it was last year. But I, th- I think I think Jalen Hurts will make smarter decisions in the RPOs. You know, so I mean, I, I think there'll be um, chances for both the, the quarterback and the running back. You know, to make big plays. Wow, you, know, you said something nice about the Eagles. That should yeah. be a shot. 
take a shot. I, Why would that be a shot? Because I, I haven't heard you say anything nice about the Eagles probably in about a year and a half. That's right. That's another part of the drink. If we say something overly positive, then we also take a shot too. But I mean, after after let's finish this off right yeah, here. After week one of last year, I think that was the last time I heard anything positive. And you weren't even positive in po- week no, one. Hell no, I was. Well, I want to be positive. They had a they had a seventeen nothing lead against Washington. They lost that game, in and week it wasn't one. the first big lead that they blew. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't the first big league. Your shot is just as big as mine for some reason. There you are. Yeah, well, I think it's. I think the reason is that you poured the shot. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's not for some reason. No, but I, I do think it's going to open things up for both the running back and the quarterback because, you know, I think just Jalen Hurts will make those quicker decisions on when to run the ball, when to hold the ball. And, you know, I, I, I think that part of the play or the, uh, yeah. the, the decision making will be a little bit different this year. I'm just not used to it. Cheers. Cheers. Not used to you saying anything nice. After usually it's like first quarter, but first it, it game. Was. It was. I mean, even when he just you know stepped into the role as quarterback, when it was unexpected for him to take over the reins from Wentz, you know, it, I mean, it was it was, you know, Wentz was he was almost flat footed on so many plays because he was so unsure of himself. Or Jalen Hurts, he knew what to do. I mean, obviously some of his throws were you know not as accurate maybe as as I would like them to be. But he's a rookie. He was a rookie, so you know I I, I want to see. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah, when you got like whoever it was, and it wasn't Blaine Gabbert, but it was actually somebody worse than Blaine Gabbert, uh, backing him up. You know, when you got somebody like that <laughs> chomping at your heels, you gotta you gotta be on your toes at all times. Hey, hey, hey! This year, we got Flacco. Oh yeah, they're not even committed to Hurts yet, necessarily. All right, next up, the NFL Players Association just keeps screwing its players. Uh, the Juwan James injury, the Broncos offensive tackle left tackle while bad for him could be good for NFL players generally players seem to be realizing just now that there's a very real difference between getting injured while working out at a team facility and getting injured while working out elsewhere the news that James who has or at least had a 9.85 million dollar fully guaranteed salary for 2021 will most likely lose all of that money because he suffered a torn Achilles tendon while working out away from the team facility and was met with confusion by the players like Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who said, so they are going to take his contract for working out in the offseason? Mahomes said on Twitter, and the answer is yes. Because of the <laughs> NFL Players Association, the answer is yes. I still think that's unfair. I mean, he's, he's trying to better his career. I mean, he's trying to become a better player. I mean, he's, he's working out in the offseason. I agree. So he can perform better the following season. So maybe so, the I mean, Players Association shouldn't have such a shitty yeah, contract. That's, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's true. Come on, it's a union, guys. Come on. You should that's protect your guys. Barely. Uh, but yes, they will, and that's because they can. They especially will because the NFL Players Association has tried to get players to boycott voluntary offseason workouts this year, promoting or prompting the league to directly remind teams and to indirectly remind players that any player who suffers a serious injury away from work risks losing his salary. In the case of Juwan James, the price could be even greater. Even agent, every agent should be explaining to every player the risks of working out away from the team facility. Salary can be lost forever. Guarantees can be voided if the player misses even one mandatory practice due to the injury. Signing bonus money can be pursued and recovered. The union should be explaining that as well. Instead, player leadership continues to advocate skipping voluntary workouts, ostensibly due to the pandemic, but actually because, one, veteran players prefer not to work out at all, and, two, some members of the player's Leadership remain upset that a 17-game season was forced upon the Players Association during the last CBA, as if the NFL wouldn't have gotten a 17-game season by letting the agreement expire, implementing a lockout, and waiting for the players to cave. Jawan James, who reportedly was working out at the team facility and left the rec- left on the recommendation of the NFL Players Association, he was working out at the team facility and left at the play at the union's 
recommendation, learn that lesson the hard way. Other players can now learn that lesson without losing millions of dollars. The union said the league was gutless to use a player's serious injury as a scare tactic to get players to come running back to these on-site workouts. The NFL's memo is yet another sign that they think what they think of the NFL players, and it affirms that they simply put want to control your year-round, control you year-round. You have a job? How dare they try to control you all year in a job that you have? Uh, in any way and every way they can. The NFL Players Association, in my opinion, this is just me speaking, is completely incompetent, unprofessional, and out of its depth in nearly every negotiation. Stacked with ex-players rather than legal professionals, it continues continues to underperform the Major League Baseball Players Association and the National Basketball Associate Play- mm-hmm. Players Association, which have far better deals with both of those respective organizations. Yeah, this doesn't make this any is, sort of sense. You, so you tell your players, we're pissed off that they want you to work out. They tell you it's because of COVID when clearly it's not because they can all get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. They have no issues. They got as much. You can take a bath in sanitizer if you want at the Steelers workout facility. So they say, we're going to try to make a point by boycotting these facilities, boycotting the, the, the preseason workouts. And we're going to tell you, don't go to the facility. We want to be a united front and not working out at the facility, not um, capitulating to these to the voluntary workouts, and then you send your players home, they get hurt, and there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, what if he was just jogging? What if he was, like, just jogging, like, in his neighborhood or whatever? And he, he, he gets workers' comp like yeah, everybody else. Tears his ACL. I mean, I, w- I would lie about the injury. I'd be like, I, I got this while jogging. Like, or it, I, like, like as the people that, like, crawl into their yeah. workplace or in like, the morning, I just, and I like, got, I, like, at 4 o'clock in the morning, and then when they're at their desk, somebody comes in like, hey, Ben. And I just fall out of my chair. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my ACL. It's done. I can't I can't play. I'm sorry. But the Players but Association like, is so incompetent. Yeah, I mean, the NFL Players Association is literally run by a bunch of players. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it, since it is run by a bunch of players, they should understand that this sort of thing can happen at any time. I mean... You know, I mean, what if he, it was like some sort of a freak accident? I'd say like he was just walking through his house and he like, I don't know, slipped on one of his kids' toys and just like fell down the stairs or something. Then would that be covered? I mean, like, you know, obviously he was training to, you know, get ready for the next season. It's not like he was doing no, it something It wouldn't be stupid. covered it's because not like, it's not in the it's contract. Not like, it's not like he got, you know, into a into a bar fight or something and, and, and like multiple, and there's been multiple players that have gone to fights. I mean, you know, Goddard got knocked out last season or the season before. I can't remember. But I mean, these sorts of things can happen. I mean, this guy is not doing something out of the, you know, out of the ordinary. I mean, he's he's actually just practicing to become better for the next season. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's crazy because this is in the CBA. I mean, and it's funny to hear Patrick Mahomes pipe in because he would never lose any money. They're not going to punish Patrick Mahomes. They're not going to punish Ben Roethlisberger for driving his motorcycle into it. Yeah, exactly. But but the guys that nobody knows are the are the the lower level players. They're the ones that get hit by this Mm -hmm. because the fucking players' association is stacked with Richard Sherman types up and down the entire organizational structure that couldn't give two shits about the lower level players Mm -hmm. because they know it doesn't impact them. This would never happen in the NBA, and it wouldn't happen in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. So the person to blame is not the Denver Broncos. The persons to blame are at the union yeah, exactly. because you can't. You have the most popular sport in the entire country, and your players are treated like shit because yeah. you negotiate and, a shit contract. And that should be the union's number one goal right there is to write a contract in your favor. You have a chance to do it, and they're not doing it. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, taxes are due on the seventeenth. Yeah. And you know who I went to, to to get my taxes done? A fucking accountant. 
right? I didn't go to myself to do the taxes. I went to a fucking accountant. So why does it the NFL Players Association actually hire legit professional union contract negotiators, lawyers, and all sorts of executive staff that can that can negotiate a better contract? Mm-hmm. Just because this is the way it's always been doesn't mean it has to always be this way. But it, I just find it ironic that the, that the Players Association is telling people don't go to the facility, work out at home, and then they knowing that if they work out at home and, and tear their labrum or something else, yeah, something that they like won't happens. get paid. And then they're blaming the team for that? Yeah, because, I mean, all these players, they don't they don't read the contract. You really sure, think you're going to get COVID and die at, sure freaking, the at the Broncos facility? I'm are sure, you fucking serious? I'm sure the contract is, man, hundreds of pages long. I mean, how many players are going to read this freaking contract? They just sign on the dotted line because, they, I mean, just like every other agreement that you sign, I mean, for your cell phone or whatever, or even if you sign on to, like, Instagram, I mean, there's like there's a whole bunch of bullshit on there. You never read. You just sign the contract just like anything else. This is the same thing. I mean, I'm sure he didn't realize that that was on there. And, you know, it, he, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't doing anything wrong. I yeah, mean, Tom Brady's uh, essentially telling people don't work out. Like, yeah. like you, you don't need to work out. I mean, this Baseball is Baseball like, players aren't working out in December. Why are you doing it? I mean, the season is right around the corner, really. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, they're going to have rookie mini camps. I mean, it's starting pretty soon. I mean, they're going to have guys coming into the facilities. You want to be as strong as you can be coming into the season. And This will never happen to Devontae Adams because he doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm sorry to get so animated about it, but it's just like the union is just, they're screwing their players and then they're blaming it on the team. Yeah. And they're blaming the players. Like, oh, you didn't read the contract? Who the fuck reads the contract? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why we pay you. He thinks he's doing the right thing. He thinks he's doing the right thing by working out and trying to get stronger and be ready for the season. You know, and his agent should tell him, but the agent doesn't care because the agent only cares about the day that the contract is signed and yeah. all the and the three percent or whatever it is they're going to get on that contract mm-hmm. for the remainder of the contract. So no one's trying to help these players. They're constantly every year saying players need to be educated financially and all this shit. And the union of all entities in the end in the NFL, if any entity should be trying to make sure these people are not caught blindsided, it should be the union. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I I was in the union once. They have meetings and they tell you. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do. Here's what this means. Here's what that means. It just it blows my mind how how incompetent the NFL Players Association has been year after year after year. I mean, you see what happens in the NBA. Guaranteed contracts, for the most part, not all of the contracts are guaranteed, mm-hmm. but guaranteed contracts, injury guarantees. Major League Baseball, I mean, I think the Yankees are still paying Alex Rodriguez <laughs> for his contract. I, I mean, it, it's just you, you, when you compare those three leagues mm-hmm. and you see how bad the NFL Players Association is is at doing this, they really should be pointing the, the finger at the union and not at the teams. The teams are going to try to screw you. That's that's their job yeah. is to maximize profits. The union's got to do a better job. Mm-hmm. This guy's sure. going to be out nine million bucks. Yeah, I know. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, maybe Patrick Mahomes could just empty out the lint <laughs> catcher on his dryer. His five hundred yeah. million dollar contract. And Dak Prescott, maybe they could just empty out the, you know, empty out whatever they got floating around in the pool that fell out of their pockets when they were when Dak Prescott was practicing on his fifty yard practice field that he has in his backyard. <laughs> Right, yeah. No, it's 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 inexplicable, Ben. Inexplicable. Sorry, I, I know I, I went off a, a lot on that one. A but little I, bit. I just feel badly about for the players because they're just not represented well. Mm. That's that's my. It's not that I think that the teams are good. It's just that the players are not represented as well as they should be. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. All right, friends. He's looking at me like stop. Yeah, let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, don't <clears throat> call it a comeback for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
The Eagles have remained tight-lipped when it comes to anointing a starting quarterback this offseason. Eagles GM Howie Roseman spoke with Sirius, X- X- Sirius XM NFL Radio <laughs> two shots in a row and for the first time sort of acknowledged the Sirius obvious with, J- Radio? <laughs> with Jalen Hurts. Mike Kay of New Jersey Advanced Media reports. Howie Roseman said, we want to see him grab the job and kind of run with it, Roseman said. Hurts started four games last season, posting a 1-3 record. That's not really fair, but okay. Under (laughs) unfavorable, I mean, he played better than that. Yeah, he did. Under unfavorable circumstances, the then rookie was surrounded by inexperienced talent as injuries cut through the offense and the defense. Still, Hurts flashed during the home stretch, and that was enough to keep the Eagles from selecting Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields last week. The more you see a player play, Roseman said, the more you can make decisions on a player. Yeah, we want Roseman making decisions yeah. on that. <laughs> we want we want to be in a situation where we get you know stick to the contract. The most don't, information. Don't try possible. to analyze how good a player is. Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have a guy standing off in the corner in your draft. You pay that, people that doesn't you pay people for this. Just deal with the contracts. All right. Yeah, give them the best opportunity. Build the offensive line. Give them the be- the right weapons. Put them in a system that really maximizes his ability. Uh, the Eagles also upgraded their offense this week, Friday, with a signing. on Johnson yeah, was waived that. by the Detroit Lions. But what do you think about Roseman positive on Hurts? Which is probably because Jeffrey Lurie is positive on Hurts. <laughs> but picking up on Johnson, I mean, I think this. I think the Eagles, another little bit of positive news for the Eagles. No, it's good. I mean, you know, on Johnson, uh, you know, he was obviously injured. But uh, in, in the time that he did play, he was he was very good. You know, I mean, you know, the Eagles are stacked at running back. Well, I want to say stacked. They just have a lot of running backs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they so are, they, like, there's they a, are there's, stacked in terms there's of There's a stack of running backs. <laughs> it's like you have a stack of papers on your desk. They're all there. It doesn't Is mean it, all those papers so it's are like, good. Uh, like They're like the Costco yeah. of running backs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get my, six packs of running backs. Miles Sanders is definitely the number one running back. You know, but you know, having Carry on Johnson in there, and but I would hate to see Boston Scott lose his job too. You know, Carry on Johnson is kind of brought in there. You know, if, if Boston Scott, who did perform very well for the Eagles as a practice squad guy, if he loses his job over this, I wouldn't be very happy. Um, but you know, it's it's um, you know it's great to bring him on board. He actually had some pretty decent numbers when he did play. But on Johnson actually can catch the ball pretty well, too. Yeah. I mean, Boston Scott can also. Boston Scott, he can all do right, that. I yeah. get it. Boston Scott, all right, all right. <laughs> no, Darren I mean, Sproles, me, I get it. Exactly. That's what, I'm about, that's what I was about to say. I mean, he's, he's like Darren Sproles 2.0. I mean, there's Darren Sproles 1.0. He's Darren Sproles 2.0. And he carried and the it, team down the stretch with the did, running game. He did carry the, the he, at times. He did, especially against the Giants. I think he only scores against the Giants. But it doesn't matter. Just put him in there against the Giants. He played him twice a year, so put the fucking guy in. But, um, no, I mean, he made some great catches. I mean, he great some great runs. He's one of those shorter running backs who's fast who's speedy i mean it's, it's hard for you know linebackers to get down to his level because his center of, of gravity is so low it's really difficult and also when he's running through the uh the, the, but he's big and strong too i mean for I mean, his strong size, for his size. but i mean when you're running through the line it's hard to find the guy because he's so small he's only about five maybe seven five eight he's a really small guy and i like those types of running backs too you know as, as a change of pace kind of back was the sproles on the super bowl Yes, yeah, Sproles was on that team. Yeah, I believe Sproles was on that team. Um, but uh, no, I mean, you know, the, the Lakers, the Eagles have, you know, a a a a stable. They have a stable of of running backs, and I would I would hate to see him lose his job over you know Carryon Johnson, who has been injured. Whereas Boston Scott, he's been relatively healthy. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, I've always liked Carryon Johnson, and I think that because Detroit was so bad, yeah, their offensive line was go. so bad, their 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 game planning was so bad that his talents were not appreciated the way they should be. And if you put him on a team with Nick Sirianni and that Eagle team, and they really develop a scheme that works for him, I think this could be 
a really good weapon for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely. But and, I mean, what do you think about Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie's 100% all in on Jalen Hurts? I think you have to be. I mean, you, right now you have to be, you know, dr- not uh, if you're John Elway. Fla- he's just getting quarterbacks Fla- every Flacco, year. Just Flacco was the backup. The and we saw what Flacco could, could do last year, which was not that much. Ugh. You know, so I mean, oh, if Flacco, Flacco. I'd is, rather have the guy that came into the game in the Flacco fourth quarter good... <laughs> when they pulled Hurts out. Whoever that was, no, <laughs> I'd no. rather have that guy. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Oh, well, I forgot his name too. But I don't want to see that guy play football. Uh, no, but you know, I, I, he has to be. Yeah, I mean, you have to instill some confidence in him and tell him you are our starter, and you have to have his confidence grow. Because right now, if you're if you're making him question what his position is on this team, whether I'm one or two, you know, what exactly am I? Then you know, you're just put, you're just instilling some doubt in his mind. So I mean, just tell him you are our starting quarterback. We're rolling with you. You're the man. Let's go. All Let's right, do it. Yeah, I but last year I liked Jalen Hurts a lot. I loved his poise. I loved his maturity. Yeah, very much. I loved the fact that he was not rattled in mm-hmm. any situation. And that and that game, that game, when he was pulled in the fourth quarter and at the yeah. at last game of the year, mm-hmm. that was a stupid. lot of guys would have shown it on their face. Yeah. After the game, mm-hmm. after you know, after the season and in interviews. And he didn't flinch at all. And that was a shitty position to put him in. Yeah. And a lot of guys would have had a lot to say about it or they would have been visibly shaken by it. And he just took it. Mm-hmm. And he was very mature about it. Yeah. And, and it was an obviously stupid thing for Peterson to do. But, I mean, I, I was really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. And I think you got the best quarterback in that division right behind Be- Dak Prescott. <laughs> I mean, I can't really argue that because, you know, Dak Prescott, as little as he has accomplished in this league, he's accomplished more than Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think the record doesn't speak for itself. I mean, it, one in three, yes, but I think he played better than that. No, he did. He did. I mean, but there was a ton of injuries. All right. Are you ready to, Let's to move, move on. on? I had to get this story on the agenda because mm-hmm. I, I, it just blew me away. Uh, Peter Hall gets those smugglers blues. A former New York Giants player was arrested this Saturday before last with seven kilograms of cocaine. Wow. According to federal prosecutor Clyde Peter Hall, 82 years old, 82, is accused of arranging a drug deal with a confidential source in the DEA, per a report from the New York Daily News. The official charge is narcotics distribution. This happened with the undercover federal agent got Hall to make a drug deal. Sorry, flipping the page again. A drug deal. In exchange for financial and immigration benefits, the complaint reads the DEA met with Hall in front of the ex-NFL player's apartment in the morning, and as soon as Hall brought out a large gray bag, authorities swooped in for the arrest. Inside the inside the bag was one bag containing a substance tested positive for cocaine in the field. When authorities searched Hall's apartment, they found six more uncovered packages and also containing the substance, bringing the total to seven kilos when it was all weighed in. This is like a summit of Miami Vice. Hall, six foot two, 200 pound defense offensive end, played one season in the NFL for the Giants and with his 12th round pick at a Marquette by the Giants in a 1960 0 yeah. draft. The name Peter comes a lot from of rounds. a page on his pro, but 82 years old, ex Giant player, seven kilos of coke. Yeah, I know. That's like 16 pounds of cocaine. Yeah. I mean, you can curl that. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> just like, I, I walked around today for like seven hours or eight hours and I'm tired. Yeah. 
and, that, and he's 32 years older than I am. Yeah. What is that? Coke, and he's Coke is a hell of a drug. And he's busted out <laughs> seven kilo drug deals. Maybe that's 80. the secret, Ben. Maybe it's like, that's it reminds the secret. Me, what's that Clint Eastwood movie where he was like moving drugs for somebody? I can't oh, like remember. The, the Mule or something? The Mule, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah. That, that's what I thought of. I'm like, really? Yeah. 82? Man, he's like Clint Eastwood, you know, just driving his truck, his old like Chevy truck across state lines delivering Coke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would give him props, actually. I'd be like, dude, 82. I mean, you're 82. I mean, if I was a little bit younger, I'd be like, okay, you're going to jail. But at 82 years old, I'd be like, dude, uh, props to you, man. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I, <laughs> I mean, just for being able to do it at your yeah. age, at 82, I mean, you should be retired. You should just be like in retirement community, just hanging out with the old ladies over there. You know, it's be crazy. like, hey, you know, talking about your old, like, you know, football your, time. Yeah, a exactly. couple of years, yeah. like Marquette and played in the NFL. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stories to tell, but now he's got even more. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like weed is legal in California. Yeah. And if there weren't weed shops anywhere, I mean, if you ask me, like, Ben, could you get me somebody to buy weed? I'd be like, no. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know anybody. But but for an 82-year-old to be able to score eight, you know, eight yeah. is seven kilos of Coke. Yeah, that's a lot of cocaine. Damn. That's crazy. What is that from? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. What, yeah, uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Is, I think, is it from the Chappelle show? Is it from Chappelle show? Oh, it might be from Airplane. Is it? Is, is it? It's either. It might, it's either I, th from, I think it's from Chappelle show. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it, just I, when I read the story, I was like, "This can't be real." Yeah. But apparently, it is real. That that's. I mean, I'm I'm actually impressed that he was able to do it at 82. Yeah, yeah maybe we is, should get a GoFundMe going for a bail for this guy <laughs> to get him out. He doesn't, you know, he's probably going to live to be about 114. Yeah, and he's going to be moving spryly too. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be doing lines at 100 years old, just you know, moving at a mile a minute. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, just when I saw the story, I was like, I gotta, I gotta he's talk like, about this. He's, like, he's gonna, he's gonna be next year's draft. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm coming back, playing linebacker this year. He's. <laughs> Well, marijuana is going to be legal next year, so probably maybe yeah, cocaine mean, will be legal the year after. Uh, may, I mean, maybe you know, but I mean, that's I mean, you know, I, I obviously, you know, cocaine is is one of those drugs that can really fuck up your life. I mean, there's a lot of drugs that can do it, but but he made it to eighty two. Uh, <laughs> to eighty two years old. I mean, he's like he's like one of those old like. Uh, uh, like uh, you know, rock stars from like the sixties or whatever that are still going and like from uh. Uh, like Keith Richards, like Keith Richards, yeah. I mean, you know why they're going? Yeah. It's because of the. I mean, drugs can kill you, or maybe it can keep you going. I don't know, but I mean, for him, I'm not sure if if he like you know, you know, takes anything from his stash. I mean, I think that's like the number one rule for drug dealers is like, don't don't like, get high on your get own supply. Your, exactly that. Ex so I'm not sure if he's doing it, but at 82, still moving drugs. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I don't condone that sort of behavior. But if you're 82 years old, I mean, for anybody out there. I, it's, I mean, as you get older, it's harder to do things. And, you know, I was 82 years old. I mean, that's like, man, it's like f over 40 years older than I am right now. And I'm kind of tired and sluggish yeah, right it's like, now. It's, it's like, like seven years over the life expectancy for yeah. an, for like a, an, an American, quote unquote, American yeah. male. Yeah. Especially a football player. Yeah. They don't have long life expectancy. It's just, it just, it just blew me away. I could just like, I just like, picture him out, I just picture him out there with a hover around, <laughs> like picking up Coke in the back. I, I just, it just blew me away. It's like, all right. Good for you. Yeah, but I'm sure there's The other... DEA should have felt bad. They should have yeah, never even busted him. Exactly. I mean, he's probably out there. I mean, I was going to say with his They should have taken but... him out for a beer yeah. and just left. <laughs> I don't be like, dude, seriously, like, we can arrest you this right now. This is the now. last deal? Just like, stop. We can arrest you right now. We have all the evidence we need. But, like, seriously, how about you just stop, like, right now? <laughs> and we'll let you go. Yeah, we'll this let is you one go. of those situations just where give you us just, the names. Just discretion give us, is good. Give us the names of the people that are buying drugs from you. <laughs> we'll arrest those people, 
but you know we'll we'll let you off scot free. Just like just stop right now. Yeah, it's just come. You, on. you can be you, you like give the guy a break. What the are you Walmart, gonna do? Send him to prison at 82? The Walmart really? down the street needs a, a, greeter. a greeter to you know welcome people into the store. How about you just you know do that and we'll just let you let you go. <laughs> yeah, that just blew me away. Because I'm just I'm thinking like we were talking earlier tonight. I'm like ah uh, like. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be working until I'm 70. And you're like, oh, yeah, you will. I'm like, no, fuck. <laughs> and this guy's out there at 82. Dealing drugs. You know, successfully. <laughs> if the DA didn't get involved. Yeah, that uh, damn DA. All right. There should be a movie. I mean, that would be that would be a great movie, actually. I mean, other than, I mean, obviously they have the mule with uh, with what's his but face. But he was just a mule. This guy's yeah, organizing yeah, this guy, it. I know, seriously, man. He's like Walter White. Oh, <laughs> Breaking Bad. All right, Friday. That's it for the NFL news. Went a little bit longer than normal yeah, I know. this week. That was an interesting last uh, uh, agenda item, right? there. Yeah, I don't know whether to put it on. I know people will be offended by it. I'm just, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Obviously, you know, it's, it's. A, I'm more impressed than anything. Yeah, else. I, I, at that age, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, give the guy some credit. Giants should bring yeah, him back. I'm not telling people. Their... I'm not telling people to sell drugs out there. Well, of course you know, not. not. I condone that not. type of behavior, but. Man, but if you're I, gonna sell, I'd rather yeah, I'd rather have a bunch of 82 year olds doing it. Yeah. <laughs> if somebody has to do it, I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, it, cocaine is just as bad as other pharmaceuticals that you get out there that they keep these people alive on. Yeah, you know exactly. So I mean, it, it, he's you know like Pfizer and Moderna. So this is an old. <laughs> he's not making as much money as they are. That's for sure. No, and there's no like uh, patent. Yeah, we don't want to give you the patent. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we, we we think you should save your lives and all, but you know, yeah. there's there's a little money to be made here, yeah. so you just have to pony up. <laughs> all right, Friday, that's it. What's next up on the big board? Uh next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes, thank you all. I'll try to keep this short. Thank you all to our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners. Since 2018, we have been a show about football fun, friends. Whiskey and beer refused those two shots back to back. How did you get an F from the? <laughs> I, I, didn't even, I don't even know. Whiskey. Oh, he said, since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.buzzbrad.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know, this is your homework assignment for the week. Just tell one person to listen to our show and rate our show. Friday, how many stars? Five stars, man. <laughs> Five, and also find us on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music, as well as every podcatcher in the universe. Thank you all. Friday was six up on a big board. Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel good story. <laughs> is this going to be a running thing? This be. is going to be a if I re- if I rem- if I remember next week. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I won't remind you. All right, feel good story. All right, folks, hold tight. We'll be right back with our feel good story of the week. All right, and we are back with our feel good <laughs> Every time I try story. to class this fucking thing up. <laughs> Every time I try to class this podcast up. We've never up. tried to class the podcast up. There's no reason to class it up, Ben. <laughs> we want an unclassy podcast. Have I tried? I Maybe you know. have. Maybe you have. I have. A couple of times you want to talk about some stats that were, you know, to some people it might be interesting, but to me not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Friday only. Wins, losses, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, exactly. I mean, the and po- sacks. The, the those are all of Friday's stats. Those are fun to talk about, but the most important position is the offensive line, in my opinion. Ah, well, then you're going to like our stat of the week. All right. Awesome. All right, Friday. Well, what is next up on the big board? Uh, next up, <laughs> our feel-good story, man. 
I want to see how if you can even remember seven days from now. That's what I want to see. I probably won't. I probably won't. You'll remind me. See, well, but I see whenever I can latch onto something, I I, I know that I don't let it go it, for, for years I don't, and years. I, I have I hold a grudge. Well, you, you, I'm like Aaron Rodgers of po- I'm the Aaron Rodgers of podcast. I wouldn't say it's it's, a, it's like a grudge, but like you'll hear about it 15 years down the line. I, yeah, I just about like to needle people until they're on the verge of hitting me. <laughs> That's sort of like I'm like I'm just joshing you, bro. I'm just joshing you, bro. But let me do that for the next ten I think, years. I think, I think that's like an East Coast thing, right there. Yeah, we like to like pick at people, pick and prod, like just slowly, pick... slowly. And then when that person gets pissed off, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just kidding, bro. Well, no, we don't. We're just waiting for the chair to get slid out. <laughs> like as soon as you hear the chair sliding on the ground and the person stands up, you're like, okay, too far. All right, all right, we're good. We're good. Well, you know, that's I, the I, end of it. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But I'm sure there are some people that would. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been in that situation. Uh, few times but look i always have people around that could hold the other person back that's the key uh f- this week we have dion dawkins dion dawkins spent his this past weekend giving back to his hometown by delivering meals to families in need through his foundation dion's dreamers and with the help of plainfield fruit and produce over 60 60 volunteers uh, they were able to distribute fresh produce and essentials to families in the city of Rahway, New Jersey. First stop on the way to Atlantic City on the bus and the surrounding area. Dawkins was born and raised in Rahway and hosted the event at Rahway High School, where he graduated in 2013 before going to college at Temple. Dawkins has become a leader in the Buffalo Bills organization on and off the field and was thrilled to get the opportunity to give back to people in his hometown. This is where I grew up. Dawkins said, uh, this is where I went to school. This is where I got in trouble. This is where I succeeded. This is my home. And to come back here and help people with a meal, just a smile, just with a laugh is something special to me. Uh, but they were able to, 60 volunteers were able to distribute to uh, a bunch of people in Broadway, New Jersey, which is actually literally on the way to Atlantic City from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. But Dion Dawkins, Buffalo Bills superstar, giving back to Broadway, which is a very typical city name for New Jersey. Rahway, no yeah. way. There's just a lot of interesting names in New Jersey, for sure. Hohokus, New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, even Hoboken is like yeah. that's like an interesting. Yeah, there's name. A, they're all over Jersey. <laughs> like Hohokus is literally ho space ho space ho space K U S. I wonder why. Like, where does that come from? You know, I'm sure that... it's you know probably European or something. I, I just don't I don't know. But they definitely or a like lot of interesting Native American Parsippany. Maybe not Rahway, but Ho Ho something like I mean, I'm sure that's like like Hoboken. I'm not sure where Hoboken like that's like right a, across the river. I know, Jersey. but I'm saying like just where the fuck did that name come from? It's like interesting. Yeah, and they, and that's a that man. I had an opportunity to actually a friend of mine bought a place down there when it was sort of kind of not great, and yeah. then it just blew up outside New Jersey, and now it's like yeah, I mean, that's that's where my dad expensive. I mean, my dad when he first came to the states. He was out in Hoboken. And it wasn't nice then. <laughs> probably I mean, not, no. But, but it is No, it probably wasn't nice super back then. hip right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, great for he Deion Dawkins. He should have bought a house there. He'd be <laughs> a multimillionaire now. Yeah, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, for Deion Dawkins, awesome. I mean, you know, this is uh, you know something that a lot of these guys do in our feel-good stories. They go back to their communities and give back. And it's, you know, it's something that I would do. I mean, if, if, if I was. You were handing out, you know, food packets in uh in the West Valley. Yeah. <laughs> I would do it. I mean, if, yeah, if, I would too. I would yeah. Do. I mean, if you're making millions of dollars and, you know, you have your your career set and everything and you're making, you know, plenty of money and you have everything taken care of, you know, take care of the people in your community that don't have as much, you know, exactly. I mean, you know, whatever he's doing, I mean, 
becoming a professional football player or professional in any sport is like winning the lottery. I mean, it's one in not even one in a million. It's probably one in five million. It's it's it, 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 there are not too many guys oh, that have God, the opportunity no. No. to play, especially at a level where you're making real money. Yeah, play the game that they love, and you make a lot of money. I mean, that is basically like winning the lottery. And you know, if if, if that ever happened to me. Which it probably won't. I won't become a professional uh, athlete in any sport at my age right now. Unless unless it's golf. Unless U.S. curling. Maybe golf. Does a lot better. Golf, you can be old. Uh, Yeah, but even in in golf, once you hit, you know, once you're in your 40s, you you start thinking about the senior tour. Hey, you're still making money. Yeah, that's true. The senior tour is like giving money away. (laughs) Like, let's watch Jack Nicholas at 60 years old. Yeah, you would, like we talked about this, Ben, you would give back to your. I would. I would. And this is, this one really uh, stuck out to me. Uh, or, back to or your high jumped school. out to me. Your high school. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, because I don't know it, if I because of all the volunteers. Because of all the volunteers. My high school is whatever. <laughs> my high school is whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I would give back to the community. And, mm. you know, this one, he got 60 volunteers together, so that's probably going to impact them, and it's probably going to, you know, help them, you know, want to do this or something similar in the future. And that that's really, I mean, you can write writing a check. Not that it's not impactful. It is, mm-hmm. but when you get a lot of people together to sort of rally around a cause, it impacts their life, and they they do good deeds in the future. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add about Dion Dawkins for the next Super Bowl winner, Buffalo Bills? <laughs> that would be nice, right? Well, if it's not the Steelers, drinking the Labatt. If it's yeah, uh, Labatt during Blue, the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> if it's not the Steelers, I'll, I'll get a Labatt and a Molson for that one. Mm-hmm. If you can find it, I uh, I wonder if you can find Molson. Be around somewhere. Order it from the East Coast. Oh, is that is it Canadian or American? Yeah, Canadian. Canadian right okay. across the border. Yeah. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our stat of the week. Yeah, I tried to record a song. Stat, 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 <laughs> stat, but I didn't. Everybody, everybody, stat now. All right, Franny. You said the offensive line is the most important position. We have the uh, final 2020 offensive line rankings. The off. Offensive line. <laughs> the offensive rank. line rankings. All right, you want to go through this? This was from 2020. I'm curious to see who you think was number one. Well, I just saw it because you scrolled down a little too far. <laughs> number one, the Cleveland Browns come in on the top of PFF Pro Football Focus's number one offensive line. Do you think they are deserved? Uh, I mean, they made I mean, Baker Mayfield I, I, look really good. I mean, somehow, I, mean, I, mean, I haven't looked exactly. Yeah, I haven't looked at the stats exactly, but I mean, hey, if they're number one, they're number one. You know, that's Next just the up, way. That's how they rate it. Okay. Yeah, and PFF, I trust more than them and Football Outsiders. I trust them more than ESPN and Next Gen Stats, which is just a flashy way of getting ratings. And look at that. Look at number number two. two. Uh, this is another reason I want to talk about this. The Green Bay Packers coming at number two. Aaron Rodgers and all this flatulation yep. in the last week, his flatulation <laughs> and all of his gesticulation this last week. What do you think about the Green Bay Packers coming at number two? And it apparently is the worst team in the NFC, according to him. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty curse. interesting. I didn't I, I'm, after all of Rodgers' complaints, I didn't think they'd be rated this high. I mean, come on, dude. What the fuck do you want? You got the second rated as far as PFF is concerned. And for a quarterback, that's like the most important thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what could be more important as a quarterback than your O-line? Protect you. Keep you upright. I mean, it hasn't always been that way in Green Bay. I mean, that's why he's been injured, uh, you know, a few times the past few seasons. But, you know, Green Bay, number two. Maybe, Man up. Maybe just, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe just, uh, you know, you're not, you're not Tom Brady. Not everybody can be Tiger Woods. Just, you know, just because you play golf doesn't mean you can be Tiger Woods. Even if you're a really good golfer, you know, there can only be one. 
Uh, number three, Cle- uh, the Los Angeles Rams coming in at thirty mm-hmm. at number three. See that that's pretty interesting because I mean it didn't seem like Jared Goff was protected that well no. in the season. No, you know, it didn't help to have your coach insulting you, and especially every a, week. Yeah, that's that's also true too. Uh, but you know, having a guy that's sort of uh, flat footed out there, I mean, he's definitely not the fastest quarterback in the league. Um, you know, to have that line protect him, I didn't, I didn't think so, only because it didn't look like he had that much time to throw the ball, or maybe he was just. Not under that pressure a, not in that, his not head. Not good of a quarterback. Yeah, so Detroit. People think he Detroit is. probably should have looked at these stats before. Yeah, before they decided to make that big move. But Stafford won it out. Number four, the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense. They ran the ball. I, I actually was surprised to see that the I can't remember what team it was. We were just talking. Uh, the Ravens were the number one at fifty point four percent running the ball. I actually would have thought the Patriots would have been right up there because it looked like that's all they were doing all year long was running the ball mm-hmm. either with the quarterback or with the running backs. Man, wouldn't Tom Brady? But this love is to be nice there? for the Patriots. Wouldn't Tom Brady love to be there right now? No, no, <laughs> no. Tom Brady is about as happy an athlete as there is on planet Earth right now. Because coming number, in number five, five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they got stronger in the offseason. season. If you can believe it. Number six, Washington football team. Really? That's pretty interesting. That's a shocker. This right is there, good for man. your division. Not really. Not yeah, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick with time. <laughs> you know. He's going to win four games, lose four games. Uh, he might, uh, I think they're going to win 10 games. It's a 17-game uh, season. Remember, it's a 17-game yeah, season. You know, that is true, too. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to win 10 games. Why? I, I just don't I, I don't think they're good enough. Why? I don't think they have the... The defense is good? Their defense is good. I, I, I mean, look, I, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think he's good enough to win 10 games. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, I just I, I don't think he has the consistency... To be that type of right. quarterback. I, yeah. I think we should probably do a shot. All right. You know, all right, all right. I know you looked at it because you you saw where I was going with that. <laughs> I like yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I think they can I win. Really I like think Ryan they can win ten games. He's not with, the most consistent quarterback. I mean, he's proven this. They got a stud on defense. They got studs plural well, his, on defense. Their defense is 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 very underrated. I mean, their defense is very good. But I, I just don't know about the uh, the offense, even with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's, he's still a better option than even, you know, Alex Smith. As much as I uh, respect Alex Smith and what he was able to accomplish there. And uh, they have the other guy there that was in. Wait, what? You, that, I, that better be yours. That one. It's your shot, not mine. Why is mine bigger than yours? Which one's yours now? You're the one talking shit about Washington, well, not me. Ben, mine is bigger than yours. <laughs> All right. It is now. Well, that, that goes without saying. Not that you would ever know because you got to separate the room because we can't sleep in the same room. Uh no, I don't like sleeping. No, what are you talking about? Wait, what are you doing? What are you pouring more in there? All right, which one's mine? Which one's the, yours? The bigger one. The, so was, this one's mine. Yeah, that one's yours because we're talking about Washington. All right. <laughs> Good lord, that's actually a pretty big shot. Okay, all right. You know what? Here, I'll pour a little bit back in the bottle. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be <laughs> it'll be more than it'll be it'll be slurring more than there, effing. There, you there we go. Are you happy now? I'm just impressed you got it back in the bottle. Yeah, actually, pour a little bit more of that one back in there. These are big little <laughs> yeah, shot glasses. Actually, I didn't realize how big these are. Yeah, they're That's not like your typical shot glass. Like you could probably get about two shots glasses. in there. All right, let's do All it. All right, cheers. To Ryan Fitzpatrick and a 10-win season. Hey, no, I don't think it's going to happen. Ah, See, that's go. better. The vanilla is ah, better I don't think than so. the orange. Well, at least we got another hour to go. So we got another hour to go <laughs> on the podcast, so we're good. As long as we don't do any more shots before the end. Well, we have our shot of the week still. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, next up, number seven, Colts. Indianapolis Colts in your. Oh, I'm going to have to do another shot. Carson Wentz coming into the Colts organization with the seventh rated that's offensive good. line. That's. I mean, they're going to have to protect the guy. 
Well, he just he moves. He's very fleet of foot. He's not though. He, I mean, he can be when he makes the decision to run. It's just that he doesn't always make the right decisions as the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, like you know, it's I, I'm not. I should, well, he, he was Aaron Rodgers before it was. He cool. did in the past, but for some reason this season, he just. He just didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and he's it essentially Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't accomplished anything. I haven't accomplished anything, but goddammit, trade me. Well, he did win a Super Bowl. He did not win. He, he did Nick win Foles Super won a Super Bowl. No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah. He won the one. But I mean, yeah. Carson but Wentz is like, you know what? I haven't accomplished anything. You know what? Let me be a dick right now. Carson Wentz does have a Super Bowl ring. That is true. Yeah. So that is true. He did win a Super Bowl. That, yes. <laughs> he was on the team that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Number eight is the Saints. That doesn't shock me mm-hmm. in the least. Mm hmm. Number nine is the San Francisco 49ers coming in a little bit lower than I expected for the Niners. Jimmy G got a little bit more help this year before, uh, what's his name? Uh, I already forgot who they drafted out of North Dakota State, but he'll be, Trey Lance will be playing before you know it. Coming in at number 10 is the Buffalo Bills, Franny. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this will be a little bit better next year for Josh Allen and company. I think they're going to do a little bit Better. Coming in at number 11, KC Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That number is going to increase. That's going to be one, two, or three. They've traded away the house to yeah, get no, offensive line help. They drafted offensive line That's help. That's a very deep offensive line right now. Yeah. They'll never, I mean, they have a backup at left tackle. They have a backup at right tackle. <laughs> there's just there's no way that they are going to allow Patrick Mahomes to be in a situation he was in last year to have a defense tear that team to shreds. Yeah. Although Tom Brady will still figure out a way. I'm hoping for if it ain't the Steelers or the Eagles, I'm hoping for a rematch of that game last year. I yeah, it's true. Or or the Seahawks because Sun is outside right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Seahawks fan is yeah, out here. <laughs> you know, we thought she, Russell Wilson was bad, and then Aaron Rodgers went on his little tirade, and we're like, well, Russell Wilson doesn't seem yeah, she's so bad. Not on the podcast, she's you know shows up occasionally while we're while we're doing the podcast. Yes, she's saying she's saying good night to everyone. She got bored with us very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Actually. It was uh, episode 12. I think it was episode. <laughs> and we're on, we're on 123 right now. So like, we're not talking long. about Game of Thrones anymore? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Season 6, I'm done. That's the only reason I was on this podcast. <laughs> Remember we had like the little... The, the um, top fives the, or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah. That yeah. was a lot of work. Yeah. And the quizzes. The quizzes And we had too, the quizzes, yeah. yeah. And we had little buzzers and everything. That was that was fun, but yeah. you know. Well, now you have games. Yeah, we oh, have, oh yeah, we have the games. We have we're the games for next out. week. We're gonna pull out the the board games. Okay. All right. Next up, Arizona Cardinals coming in at number twelve. Uh, Detroit thirteen. Oh, look Seattle at where 14. Seattle is right there. Look at where Seattle is right there. Uh, they're the fourteenth is... ranked offensive line. Really? Yeah, fourteenth ranked. I mean, I mean, to hear Russell Wilson talk, you thought they would be like thirty first. 32nd. Maybe don't run around with the ball all the time. Yeah, don't, don't. don't. Maybe throw the ball away once don't in turn, a while. Don't turn your back to the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know where my receivers are. I'm not facing them. But <laughs> then again, you know, I'd rather, I'd like this, this 25 yard yeah, sack. I expected, I this expected 25 Seattle, yard sack sounds better. I expected Seattle to be maybe around 30, 31. What, what as, is as, this? This is the, the uh, offensive... 2020 offensive line rankings from yeah. PFF, one of the best 14? statistical websites We're out there. 14? Yeah, so yeah. Take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simon said she'll take that ranking, but Russell Wilson's been complaining. And Pete Carroll it's... knows it too, but you know, yeah, you gotta yeah. please your diva quarterbacks. It used to be just the receivers. Now it's the quarterbacks and the receivers. All right, Sonny's giving me the stink eye. Yeah. Uh, 15 Tennessee Titans. Titans. 
16, Baltimore Ravens. Actually, lower than I would have expected, mm-hmm. given as much as they run the ball. Number 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers, coming in below Seattle. I know, seriously. And, and, I, and Ben Roethlisberger appeared to be uh, – he only got sacked like three times last year. I wonder how they're ranking these offensive lines. So is it, is it protecting the quarterback? Is running the ball? Like, what, what exactly – what are they using to rate? PFF play-by-play grading gives a unique perspective regarding offensive line play as it separates the play of the offensive line from the play of the quarterback in protecting the runner or it or the person they are blocking for. So they're actually looking at the, the offensive line itself, mm-hmm. absent the skill set of the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So that actually says that Russell Wilson didn't play as well as, as he yeah, could have. Yeah. I mean, they did still win quite a few games, but yeah. well, yeah, yeah. Ravens sixteen, Steelers seventeen. So I expected the Ravens to be higher. I expected the Steelers to be a little bit higher. You know, Carolina, I expected to be there. Philadelphia, I expect to be where they're at right now at nineteen because of all the injuries that yeah, they had Panthers on the line. 18. I mean, they lost you know two starters, two solid starters on that line. Bears at twenty, Falcons at twenty-one. They, do we care about the rest of these? Nah. All right, Friday. What's next about a big board? Well, I mean, let's just go down the rest. So we got the, oh. the we got the Texans. Raiders. Let's go down a bit further with the Broncos, Vikings. I mean, if you, if oh, yeah, you go, that's the team you want to go to, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and also, I mean, Dallas being that far down the list too, with as much as we've heard about their offensive line to be that low on this list, that's also very surprising. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did have injuries on the offensive line, which yeah, didn't they help. Did. They also did have you know injuries as well. Um, but you know, going back up the list, Ben. Dolphins at 28, Jets at 29, yeah, and, 30, 30, uh, Bengals, Giants, and Chargers. And, you know, it kind of shows you where these teams sort of finished the season at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Offensive line. Well, you're saying going back up the list? Yeah, going back up the list. Going back to number one, number two, number three. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Cleveland. They playoffs? Made a, they beat the playoffs. Green Bay Packers, playoffs. The Rams, playoffs. Patriots, no. Bucks, champions. Washington football team, they were in the playoffs. Well, I mean, so a lot of these, I mean, a lot of these teams. Colts are on the bubble. Yep, yep. So I mean, you know, all these teams, they were they finished the season yeah. in the playoffs. Saints too. And, yeah, a lot of people don't pay pay attention to the offensive line, but it is a very important part. Of the oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And that's why I was, you know, really concerned going into the season if we didn't have a running back, if we were if we we're going to let the offensive line for the Steelers, we we're going to let Filer go, we we're going to let Villanueva go. We're going to let, Pen- well, you can't let Pouncey retire. Pouncey retired, so we lose three starters. You know, we needed a running back, and we needed help in the offensive line in the offseason, and we needed to get the guys that were stepping in ready to go mm-hmm. because that's going to dictate a lot of what we do this this year. Mm-hmm. But our offensive line was old, big, and old. Yeah. All right, Friday, no let's next up on a big board. Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shot. Uh, oh, finally, the, the drinking portion of the, the drinking show. Portion the drinking portion of the show, The ben. actual drinking portion <laughs> of the show. And uh, the shot of the week is inspired by Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And uh, Ben, Especially it was your, Clyde Hall's mother. It was your mom's birthday yep, today. today. Mom's Day weekend. And uh, tonight's shot, we've dubbed it the Mamarita. It is a little margarita in the tequila... Gla- or the tequila bottles, the tiny little te- tequila bottles that you can buy off the shelf that a lot of people do for some reason. There's a name for them. There was actually, I can't even think of what the yeah, name I can't is. Really, I can't think of the name. But I just I mean, call them airline bottles. The, the Don Julio was missing, and also the Patron bottles were missing, and both of those bottles are very nice. 
These El Padrino bottles are just as nice as those. That's oh, why I got sure. the El Padrino bottles well, right it's here. it's 100% it got it. Wait, uh, is it? Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. And uh, yeah, so we have the Mamarita shot, and it was concocted with obviously the tequila in the bottle already. Uh, with a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of grenadine, a little bit of triple sec, a little bit of lime juice. A little bit of what now? <laughs> grenadine. <laughs> grenadine in there. So the grenadine added to the Wait, the sort grenadine? of pink, the sort of pinkish look to the shot because I completely forgot to buy um, the pink lemonade. <laughs> so I added a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of triple sec, and you know I, I just I, I was I was. I, I checked to see what you had in the fridge, Ben. It looks like you have a lot of orange juice in there, so I checked yeah, a little bit of orange sure. juice. Mimosas. Uh, yeah, so, and there's also uh, some sliced up lime inside of the shots themselves. And there's actually, there you are, Ben. There's, there's your glass right this there. This looks really nice, know, man. It's, 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 man? <laughs> Truly, see? This is what we're going to do tonight. We're just going to make fun of what each other says. Grenadine! What's wrong with grenadine? That's what you it's mean called. Grenadine? Grenadine. You, were, you said grenadine? Grenadine. You were like, I was trying to be excited about it. Like, What's wrong with that? They're coming over. Who's attacking? It's grenadine! <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's how, you, that's how you're supposed to say it. Like, whenever you go to the store and, and you want to ask, like, the guy that works there, like, hey, where's the grenadine? <laughs> you have to be it's excited. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Like, that's, do you have any Bud Light? <laughs> I wouldn't be excited about that. That's true. <laughs> I keep trying to find Bush, but I keep finding 30 packs. I'm like, can you just give me a six pack of Bush so I can finally try it? Yeah, so El Padrino tequila, orange juice, grenadine, triple sec, and a little bit of lime juice as well, all in the shot. And uh, Sonia had some earlier. She said it was really good. We haven't tried these just yet on the show, uh, but those little uh, you know slices of a lime floating in there, it's a nice looking shot. You can find it on our uh, Instagram at Gold Thirst and and our Twitter, which is at Gold Thirst. Wait, that, wait. The Twitter is at Gold. Oh, at Gold Thirst on Twitter and Thirst and yeah. Uh, I'll there get that. you go. Maybe by show one hundred and fifty, Ben, I'll get that right. But I always seem to get those mixed up. Yeah, for it some is, reason. Uh, but, but, but maybe it's the grenadine. Maybe it's the grenadine. <laughs> maybe you're drinking too much grenadine. <laughs> What inspired the shop, running? Mother's Day weekend, Ben. Oh, I mean, but what, the the concoction <laughs> itself, the concoction. Oh, actually, itself. you know, it was it was um, it was. This looks like a Franny original. It's actually not. I actually got it from. <laughs> See, you gotta take more credit. I got. I got it. You're from, never gonna make it I got in it. business if you just don't take credit I got for it. other people's ideas. I got ideas. it from from Tipsy Bartender, but the ingredients are a little bit different. So I mean, they had the. Uh, the tequila that they use was Patron, and the ingredients that I use are a little bit different, but you know it's it's sort of the same principle in having it in the little bottles of this particular tequila. They just use a different one. All right, let's do All it. Right, cheers, Ben. And we got the little straws in there. Oh yeah. Oh, we gotta well. suck it out of the straw. Struck it. Out. I mean, if you want to, if if you want to drink it out of the bottle, With the lime you can, rinds in my belly. Exactly. That might happen. Ah, that's actually pretty damn good. It's very good, but there's a lot of alcohol in there. There is alcohol, yeah, for sure. But I like the lime. The lime. Franny's gonna take over the rest of the show. That that was good. I'm just gonna put this down. (laughs) But that was actually a pretty good shot right there. It was actually really good. You know, I was actually worried that uh, you know without the. It tasted like a margarita, like a lemon margarita. Yeah, lemon lime margarita. No, margarita, margarita. Well, you were worried about. No, so I was just worried that there wouldn't be enough of that sort of lemon lime sort of flavor in there but there's actually a nice bit of sourness on the finish right there 
and that sort of kills the uh, the spiritiness of the tequila in the shot itself. So it actually, the mixture with the sweetness, the sour, the spiritiness, that was a solid shot right there. And that was probably, and, and the presentation, mm-hmm. for the record, folks, he does this every single week. He puts together a custom shot every week. He comes over here about 7, 7.30, and the shot's usually ready around 9 o'clock. <laughs> he sits in there. He's got, you know, chemistry. Well, I'm not, I'm not he's got making the shot for two hours. He's got Pyrex. <laughs> he's got all sorts of measuring, you know, measuring devices. devices, and he's got little strainers, and he's got cheesecloth and all sorts of stuff that goes on in there. You got the Bunsen burner. He's, yeah, he's got a Bunsen burner in there. We have a nice, uh, we had to actually, when we started the podcast, we had to put in the sort of black, uh, granite countertop that you get in a science lab in an elementary school or a high school. So we had a nice grant or a nice white quartz countertop, but we had to replace it with a black, whatever that black sort of whatever top that is. is that they have, because you know Frane wouldn't have it any other way. No, no. We actually have a natural gas hookup, so the Bunsen <laughs> burner, uh, Bunsen burner actually comes out of the countertop so that he can light it. There's a lot of work that goes <laughs> yeah. in this podcast. You know, a lot of people just think we talk on this podcast, but there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Yeah, this is like uh, you should watch uh, whatever it is behind the music behind <laughs> behind the podcast. Oh shit, that actually should be a show oh, behind yeah. the podcast. Yeah, and all you have to do is break up. Or breaking, breaking the podcast. Breaking, <laughs> <laughs> Where me and you sit down and talk about each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wanted to be the lead singer, and I wanted to be I wanted to be the main podcaster, and there were girls and drugs around all the time. And, and he would really hold on to things. He would hold grudges for years. <laughs> and I would hear about it 10 years down the line, something that I said at the bar. Yeah, at your funeral, <laughs> if, you know, if for some odd reason you die before me, I hope you don't. The last words at your funeral are going to be, He's ready to move on. <laughs> this is inexplicable. <laughs> His death was inexplicable. But the last time I talked to him, he he rest assured me that he was ready to move on. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week from Jack Daniels. We have the single barrel rye. It is forty-seven percent alcohol. Wow. Okay, that's 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 a pretty strong yeah rye. Can you right make there. it? And uh, Ben, did you find some information for us on this Jack Daniels single barrel rye? I did. And what made you choose this Jack Daniels other than getting a mortgage? <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that cheap. So uh, it's it's about forty dollars for uh, for the single barrel. I mean, the regular rye I think is around twenty dollars. This is a single barrel, which uh, which is probably the reason why the uh, the alcohol content is a little bit higher as well. But I mean, you know, the bottle itself. It's a beautiful bottle. I mean, you can you can you know present this on the table and just have it sitting there and not be embarrassed by the bottle itself because Jack Daniels did an excellent job with the look and marketing on this particular. Beverage. Oh, for sure, and yeah. actually the reviews are pretty good. I looked uh-huh. at some reviews, you know, as I was preparing for the show today, and the reviews are actually not bad. This is Jack Daniels Single Barrel Rye. It's their first new grain bill. Since prohibition and rum, the historic this historic creation marries the smoothness of Jack Daniels with a unique seventy percent rye grain bill, which I love because it gives you that spice. It gives you that bite. Complex flavors of ripe fruit mingle with light toasted oak notes to create a taste rich with spice and a pleasant lingering finish. This is a big bold rye that does not overpower. It's a grain forward character. It's 70% rye, 
15 or 18 percent corn 12 percent barley and it's their first new mash since 1866 interesting that is pretty interesting actually yeah, and I was the reading the reviews off. on, you know, a bunch of websites, not the ones that do the scotches, but the reviews were actually better than I expected yeah. because I just assumed, okay, Jack Daniels. Every cut me to your, I mean, it's a large distillery. And so they obviously have the capital to just throw out whatever sort of beverage they can. And, you know, like, uh, you know, Jim Beam, we've tried the Jim Beam rye and we've tried the George Dickel rye oh, as well. I mean, you know, large distilleries. And, you know, sometimes their offerings for these particular styles of um, of whiskey are not the best. They're good at what they do. Like Jack like, Daniels. You will like this because it's Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels has their number seven. I mean, that's that's like their, their bread and butter right there. But then everything else, I mean, even their rye, the rye that we originally tried, not their single barrel rye, but the, reg- the regular rye that they have. With the green label? It's, it's the green label. It's not... I mean, it's, it's a rye. You know, it has that spiciness to it, but it also it still has that sort of Jack Daniels flavor to it. So it's like a sweet rye. So, I mean, I'm hoping that this one will be more like the ryes that we try from some of these smaller distillers. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I was actually looking at the Balconis rye in there. Yeah. Earlier tonight. I was like, that might be something. I, I mean, everything that Balconis, I mean, all of their offerings have been, you know, top notch. But this one, I'm really looking forward to this, let's to be honest a, with you. Let's give it a shot, man. Let's give it a sniff. Give a little bit of a sniff. See how it. Uh, see what we get on the nose. Ooh, nice sweetness, nice creaminess, nice spiciness. Yeah, I like the spice. I like a little bit of bite on the nose. Like you said, it does have that. It has a lot of creaminess actually on the nose. You can you can smell it. You can almost smell the creaminess. Mm-hmm. If that's possible. It's a little bit of cinnamon. A little peppery. I mean, it, it's it actually get a little does, woodiness, a little oak in there. Maybe it does have. I have a nice. It does has. Seven kilos. Fry. Seven kilos out in front of the house right now. <laughs> Put it in my Honda Civic. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having a Honda Civic too. <laughs> I miss my Honda Civic. Wait, did you did you have a Honda Civic? It was the first car I bought in L.A. It wasn't the Prelude. No, the Prelude. I, ro- I drove out here with it, and it just it was tough to drive a standard uh, around L.A. A standard. Stick. A stick. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. On the West Coast, folks, it's called a stick, even though it's a standard transmission. They just decided to change the name. Well, you drive it with a stick. It's a stick in your hand. You yeah. just like, you know, you row through the gears. It, you row through the gears. Yeah. I'm rowing. <laughs> I'm rowing through the gears. It's a standard transmission. Uh, but I couldn't I couldn't do the standard, so I bought a, a Civic. That was like in 2000 and, yeah, 2001. Really? I had no idea they had a Civic Pen. Like the, <laughs> I had no, I've known you for how many years now? I had no idea. Well, I had the Avalon by the time. I, mean, I, I knew you had that, but I, you know, I, I knew about the Preludes, plural. You had a couple well, of not, Preludes. I'm not proud of having a Civic. I'm not, well, what's wrong? I mean, hey, Civic gets you from point A to point well, B for was, like 15 was, years, and they're like re- reliable as hell. I was 31 years old. That's a little old for a Civic. The Civic wasn't 31 years old. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I mean, there's a certain age where you're like, okay, no more Civics. There's nothing wrong with the Honda Civic. I mean, the new Civics that are coming out are, are they're they're nice cars. Yeah, they're just too big. Civic? Yeah, they're too big for a Civic. You can't put a 145 well, horsepower engine in a car that big. So, so, so you, what you want like a 90 horsepower engine ro- rowing through your standard transmission? <laughs> well, standard, you you don't it doesn't matter how many horsepower it is. You could just keep going. You keep lowering the gears. Driving it for a skier on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, that, that Civic could. T- 
Wow. It was tough to get up. Well, you on can't the fr- break it though. It was tough no, to no get up on how, the freeway. How hard you try, you can't break it. Oh no, it sold actually to resale and that was pretty good when no, I was the resale yeah. value on a Civic is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about that. But then that, that that Avalon, as ugly as it was, that fucking the transmission was like yeah. it was like butter. It yeah. was like a dream Silk. to drive that car. It was yeah. like silky smooth. I mean, the rest of the Avalon since then have been garbage. No, they haven't. Well, they have they have, they now they got a six speed or a seven speed. It was a, I think I think speed. it was like a four speed. Mm-hmm. But it was just so the earlier Avalons before Toyota got as huge as it did were so smooth. Ugly as hell. They've been huge for a while. It literally looked like a shoebox with wheels. <laughs> but it had such a beautiful transmission. But reliability, doesn't matter if you're driving a shoebox as long as it lasts forever. That's why I have a Tesla now. Because it mm-hmm. just has it just has one gear forward, <laughs> also backwards. <laughs> All right, let's give us a shot, Ben, here. Cheers to you. Very creamy, little vanilla. Yeah, but I do like that nice spice. spicy finish on the back of your tongue. It's 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 actually a nice. It's compared kinda, to other, it's, it's very deep. The flavor no, exactly. profile is pretty deep. I was going to say compared to a lot of the other rides that we've tried on the show, this one does pinch the back of the tongue just a little bit more. It has a little bit of that that uh, the, a little, just a little bit of harshness, but that nice pinch from the spice in the rye. That's actually much better than I expected for a large distillery to come out with something like this. Because usually they, they know that you're going to buy it just because their name is on yeah. it. And the flavors don't usually match what you can get from a smaller distiller. Whereas this is much better than I expected. I thought I was getting a Solara, but instead. <laughs> Thank God you didn't get a Solara. <laughs> but that's what I mean. People well, bought Toyota, it because it was a fucking Toyota. Toyota right? Camry Solara. Solara. This is more like. <laughs> the name uh, is stupid. More like a new Celica. <laughs> well, yeah. But that's. That's actually much better than I expected, though. That's a really good rye. I mean, right I there. really like the spice. It's got a nice spice, got a mm-hmm. little bit of vanilla, a little nuttiness, a little little cinnamon, little But that nice bit of creaminess that really coats the mouth, which is pretty impressive. I didn't expect that from Jack it's, Daniels. I mean, yeah. people are gonna buy it because of the name, but I mean, just it almost it, it, it really does taste like a lot of the rye that we've had from smaller distillers, where this is sort of the bread and butter, the rye. But for Jack Daniels to come out with something like this, this is I'm I'm actually impressed. Yeah, I mean I love I mean I like a high 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 rye mash bill. Mm-hmm. And this is just I mean I'm I'm shocked at how creamy it is. Mm-hmm. But also Flavorful. the cinnamon, the spice, the bite on the on the throat but the but the way it coats your mouth, the the aftertaste is is desirable. Mm-hmm. It it's it lingers but you want it to. I'm I'm actually shocked at how good it is. Yeah, I know. I, I know, expected me too. it to be like old number seven. No, I, I expected it to have a little bit more sweetness because, uh, you know, you get a lot of that from, you know, the original Jack Daniels, but this one, there's no sweetness. I mean, as soon really... as it hits your tongue, it's nice and spicy. Yeah. Yeah. But it just coats your tongue with flavor. What did Sonia think? She drank it earlier tonight. What, is, what was her uh, opinion on this one? Uh, oh, she... She's actually not on the podcast, but on yeah, the no, podcast no, she, because so, we tell you what she says. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she she still does sample all of the drinks on the show. Like the shot, she had the shot before we did. She had, you know, the rye before we did. And uh, she was, um, no, she was actually impressed by it too. I mean, she really did like it. I mean, she said that it was also creamy um, and that there was a little bit more harshness than... She, than she would prefer 
to have, but I actually like that little bit of harshness with the spice on the finish because it gives you that little bit of kick on the end. And uh, it's actually a little more, it's, it's, oh, she also said it wasn't that complex, but. I disagree. I get a little, I get, I get a little cinnamon, I get a little wood, I get a little fruit. I get yeah, a little, you, you, you do know. get a little bit of uh, a woodiness. I almost on get the like a, as well. a clove almost in mm-hmm. there. That's actually, that's, <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty damn good from Jack Daniels. I'm impressed. Whew. I'm actually, uh, the reviews, I was, I was skeptical because I, you mm-hmm. know, when it's a big company like Jack Daniels, yeah, I think, you, well, they paid for the reviews. They could pay for people to do Somebody's that Somebody's yeah. going on there. And, if Jack you know, Daniels wants to, uh, Pay us to put on a good review. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm gonna come in at like a number three, unless you call us in the next <laughs> ten minutes and tell us it's a number. If you uh, want to sponsor us, go right ahead, Jack Daniels. That would actually be a perfect sponsor for our show. I think so. Well, Glenn Levitt would be the best possible sponsor, right? Yeah, I will take any sponsor. Actually, you just gotta pay us. You know, with with alcohol. They're like, eh, give us a sixty dollar a month sponsorship. <laughs> no, I'll pass on that. I don't want to file a ten ninety nine for your. $80 sponsorship. Yeah, but that's actually pretty good, Ben. I mean, wh- where would you rate this Jack Daniels single barrel rye? I'm going to give this an eight. <laughs> I, was and gonna, eight I was actually thinking was the same first thing. first going to give it a seven, but I uh, thought, uh, you know what? I'm not going to downplay it because it's Jack Daniels. I'm going to give it an eight because no, it's that good. Yeah, no, I would actually, I would give it this. I was thinking the same rating in my head as well. I was thinking about an eight. You know, it's not the best rye that we've had on the show so far, but uh, for a large distillery to take this much care and pride in creating their own rye offering, the single barrel, I mean, this is, it's up there. It's definitely, it's a very good rye. I'm just, you just got to look past the, the label. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look past the label into what you're actually, I mean, mm-hmm. like Balconas, I would say, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. But because it has that Jack Daniels label on it, you're like, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. mass produced. It's, yeah. It's cheaper. It's whatever. It's good. Yeah. This is, this is a very good ride. I'm, 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 I'm shocked. So an eight for you, Ben, and an eight for myself. And what about the shot? We never ranked the shot. That's true. Uh, I would also give the shot an eight as well. Would I'm going to give it a nine. Oh, a nine? it tasted good. There's no spice. Well, There's the only no thing spice that, in it, Ben. If, if, you if, love... Actually, if I should have put... salt on the glass, I would have given no, it a ten. I should have put tahini on there. That's if what If there was, was salt or tahini on the, on the on the rim, I would have given it a ten. Yeah, I, then, yeah, then a ten. Yes, for sure. Maybe a little bit of extra spice in that shot. Or that just a salty rim. A little, bit of, a little bit of spice, maybe a little bit of salt would have actually elevated that shot to a 10. You're actually, you're actually right. You know, I was thinking, whenever I'm working with tequila, I always think about how much lime or sourness there is on the finish. But you know what? A little bit of extra spice in there. That would have been perfect. Ben, a little bit of tahini, just a, an extra bit of spice. But then we were drinking through a straw anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, I would have licked it, though. I would have licked it. I would have had my tongue all around. And we haven't nice done this. Know. We haven't nice done this before, and I don't want to put Franny on the spot because uh-huh. it's not sitting on the table uh-huh. right now. But let's announce what we're going to be drinking next week. We should probably actually, instead of just, we should actually tell people what we're going to taste next. We, po- we usually post it on Twitter or on, uh, well, not on Instagram because usually by Thursday. Oh, uh, yeah. Friday's just posting the yeah. post from the Saturday. Yeah, exactly. But what are we tasting <laughs> next week? Uh, next week, Ben, we have a cognac. We haven't had a cognac oh. on the show in, man, I can't remember the last time we had a cognac on the show. So well, there's the- only like 10 of them in the world. I mean, I, I'm not sure how many cognacs there are out there. That's probably a lot. But, um, you know, for 
for this particular cognac, it actually has very high ratings for the price range. It's only about a $30 cognac. Usually, cognacs tend to be a little bit higher in price. But this is Cognac Leirat. And, uh, uh, or Leirat. Cognac <laughs> Leirat. Oh, and, finally something that Frane can't produce. And it's, or uh, pronounce. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the ratings are, are, are pretty decent for uh, a $30 cognac. So I can't wait to try that next week. Ben, I enjoy cognacs. You don't enjoy them as much as I do, but I do enjoy. The, well, I don't uh, own any velour jackets. The sweet sort of fruitiness, smoothness that you typically get from a cognac. I enjoy it. I know. I know. All right, Franny, I'm going to go. You went with an eight on the brown on the Jack Daniels. I went with an eight as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed. impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, definitely. All right. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, are our beers of the week. Oh, there's beers. Mother's Day is going to be disappointing for <laughs> my wife and Wait, my did, mother. What did you get for your wife? Oh, nothing. Okay, I got. I'm going to give her flowers. You know what? And she's going to spend time which, with her daughter, which is typical of someone that's been married for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you put pressure on constantly, you will not survive. Exactly. So, <laughs> our beers. <laughs> what of, did you get for your mother on Mother's Day? A card. A card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, my mom. My mom doesn't give a shit about that stuff. Well, maybe she might like a nice case of sour IPA. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. Uh, so uh, for our beers of the week, we have the Rodenbach Classic. It is a Belgian sour ale. Ben, we've been drinking sours for the past, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven weeks now. We've had quite a few on the show, and we've enjoyed every single one of them. And also gifted to us from one of my friends from work, one of my coworkers. A, it is the Dogfish Head Sequench Ale. She is a foodie. You can find her on Instagram at foodie and the grump. Foodie and she, and the grump. yeah, I mean her her boyfriend like a, is. Was that Family Guy like something in the butt? Uh, <laughs> it's like the it's their like their local talk show that's always on. It, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, it's like it's a constant Family Guy. Like it's uh, I can't remember what it's like, but it's very similar to that. Yeah, but I mean she she's always you know posting you know images of whatever she's eaten or is eating at the time. And, Wait, is she uh, cooking it that, or is she at a restaurant? No, at restaurants, at restaurants. And so she's, you know, posting uh, content constantly and she's rating it uh, on uh, her Instagram uh, profile, name, tag. I mean, like, what are yeah, they? Instagram. I, I'm not even sure. Like, what, IG. What, like the, the hash, hashtag, no, at, at, are you hashtagging, adding IG. these things? I, IG. IG, Instagram. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's what Instagram is, but like, what's the name? Like, there's a name for like at thirst and or at goal thirst or like, is it's it your profile? At ampersand? <laughs> uh, oh, at. at. I mean, yeah, I know that, but I'm just like, is there like a certain, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not young enough to know these things. Uh, yeah, I think it's just either your profile, your, yeah, yeah your IG. Yeah, yeah. So whatever. Follow You're her. On the gram. Yeah. She's on the gram at foodie. I think and it's the gram now. Foodie, foodie and the grump. Foodie and the Grump. <laughs> yeah. All one word? All, I think it's only all one word. I think that's that's the only way they do it on Instagram. And just so she knows, it's $5 per in, for, <laughs> per follower that she gains from, from, tonight. from tonight. From tonight, because we have thousands of listeners out or there. Or it's five recommendations for amazing food that we can order. Yeah. 
And she's writing them now. So if she's not happy with a, a, a certain meal at a restaurant, don't go to that restaurant. <laughs> only go to the top, the, the, the five-star rated ones. Yeah, I only rate the bad ones. Yeah. Yeah, I should <laughs> probably rate the good ones. You're like a Karen. You're like, you only complain, <laughs> but you don't, give, you don't give anybody praise for what they do. Only complaints. Well, no, I rated a few in, uh, actually, I, I, actually, if you look at my, my Yelp, there are a few good reviews on there. There are. Really? But they got to blow me away. Yeah. They got to blow me away. They got to be like, this is amazing. Service was good. Food was good. Actually, well, I, actually I could give a shit let's about hope, this. Let's hope. I could that give these, a shit about Let's the hope service. that both these beers blows away. The Rodebach Classic Belgian Sour Ale and the Dog Fish Head Sea Quench Ale. We'll pour those into a glass, try them, and give you our review. Absolutely. And just so you know, I'm checking every week. Like every week when I go to the store, when I go to various stores, I'm looking for the sours. Uh-huh. I know I too. think it's going to catch on. I think so. I and think I'm like, I saw popular. one today that I wanted to buy, but it was $15 for a six pack. And I was like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to buy that. But I saw a couple sours today at a store that I usually shop at mm-hmm. that didn't have sours last week. So I think these are starting to like I think catch on. And I also noticed a few more sours on the shelf at Total Wine too. I noticed just a, a, a couple more on the end cap in the store. So I think they are starting to catch on, Ben. I think it's because of us. Yeah. I mean, clearly. I mean, obviously. I mean, everybody should know that. Yeah. By now. All right, folks. We'll be right back with our beer of the week. All right, and we are back with our EDM intro, Ben. Thank you so very much for that. You know how much I love that bumper oh, right there. Lord. And our Off to Ibiza we are. <laughs> and our beers of the week. And first up, we have the Rodenbach Classic. On the on the can itself, it says refreshing. So it better be refreshing. Refreshing Belgian Sour Ale. And it is oak aged yeah this the last time i the last time we tried this you Mm -hmm. were crawling through a floor full of foam in ibiza (laughs) listening to edm and i was on the other side of the room not in the foam because who would crawl through foam it's actually a lot of fun Uh, if you've ever done it before i've never done it it's actually a lot of fun and what made you decide on this particular beer uh well I mean it's it's since we have been drinking a lot of sour beers on the show recently this was one of the many that they actually have now not many but actually a larger selection that that they do have now compared to just a few weeks ago or even a, a month ago maybe at Total Wine so there's more sour beers to try on the shelves like you said Ben I think it's really catching on with the sour sort of flavor, the refreshing sourness of these beers. Yeah, Joe Rogan ain't got nothing on this show. We are starting a new trend for sour beers. And this is the Rodenbach Classic Refreshing Belgian Sour Ale. It's a sour ale, a blend of one-quarter aged mother beer, which has been matured in oak for at least two years. Damn. With three quarters. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Of course. The Belgians. Man. They don't, they yeah, they don't fuck around. With three quarters of a younger, sweeter counterpart. A great introduction to the Flemish sour ale style. The brew pours a hazy brown color with Auburn highlights and a small beige head. Aromas include sour cherry, vinegar, dark berry, green apple, and grape with notes of sour candy, caramel, and coffee. Wow, that's a tall order. Taste is not quite as tart as the nose 
but follows the same general profile and includes red currant. Ooh, I love red currant. Fig, raisin, and spice with notes of wood, vanilla, and red wine. The mouthful is medium-bodied, very smooth, with active carbonation and a moderate 5.2 ABV. The finish is tart and dry. Ooh. The food pairings <laughs> pairs well for your You're impressed with that, foodie huh? friend. <laughs> pairs well with fish, shellfish, sushi, mushrooms, pasta, and cheeses. Or try with roast chicken and vegetables with crusty baguette on the side. Or even strong game meats. A little pheasant. little Cornish game hen. <laughs> Throw that in there. Serve at 6 to 8 degrees Celsius. I have no idea what that means. Like 40 degrees. That's, yeah, I would say about somewhere around there. If if you're converting Celsius to Fahrenheit, I would say it's probably... Well, zero is 32. If you're converting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> zero is 32. I would rather... Con- can I convert Celsius to something else? Like Kelvin or something? Maybe. If I mean, I'm sure you if, could. I'm sure you could. If you're converting. But like zero is 32, so I'm guessing six to eight is probably around 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Somewhere <laughs> if <there>. you're converting... <laughs> If, if you want to convert Celsius to Fahrenheit or some other temperature measure. Well, they do. I mean, you there can are, do it. Google if it. If you Google it right now, you'll see what it is. Yeah, but it's just like, well, Fahrenheit. I mean, what's this Fahrenheit? It's a Belgian beer. They're going to have it on, in Celsius. They're just like the rest of the world except for the U.S. Uh, I think Canada's on the... Uh, no, I think they're also Celsius. Uh, are they? Yeah, I think they're on that 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 same sort of temperature. I knew scale. I should have moved to Canada when I was in <laughs> Buffalo. I had a chance. All right. Well, cheers, Ben. Cheers to you. Let's give this. Yeah, it's very brown. Bach classic. It's a nice. It is actually a nice sort of dark Auburn dark dark beer. Ooh, it has a nice bit of sourness on the nose. Actually, smells a little bit like a. There's a little bit of wine to it too. There's almost like the a red wine sourness on the nose. It's almost got a little stout. A little bit of that too. A little bit of that too. But I like the sourness. So you, you guys really are in for a treat. We're going sourness. over two hours tonight. It's been a know, while yeah. since it's, we went over we two hours. I know, seriously. We used to have three hours. a lot of NFL podcast. news. Brian's <laughs> like, fuck you with your NFL news. Let's get to the drinking portion. Uh, I, I like the NFL news, especially the uh, feel-good story. Feel-good story. Feel! <laughs> All right. Cheers to you, Ben. Let's try this. Give it a shot. See how it tastes. Very light. Actually, actually way light. lighter than I expected. And the sourness doesn't hit you until the end. I mean, when you first drink it down, there's a little bit on the front of the tongue. But then once it goes down, it hits you with a little bit more sourness. But it's not as sour as I would like it to be. I, I'd also like a little bit more. Carbonation? Yeah. Yeah. I would. A little, a little extra carbonation this one. This one actually didn't have a lot of head when I was pouring it. Um, and you can really taste it. I I definitely would like a little more crispness in this one. If it actually had a little bit more carbonation, it would make it it's a much like better beer. It's almost like drinking iced tea that tastes like... Yeah. I mean, the, the taste is it's good, almost like, but it's it very, you know, very... You're, you're right. It's almost like an iced tea with a little bit of lemon in there. But it's not terrible, but it's no, also it's, not it's okay. That it just lacks a little... I mean, it really lacks that bite. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I don't understand why carbonation... I mean... I know you had the monks carrying the beer across the, you yeah. know, the Belgian countryside, but putting a little but, more carbonation for a modern drinker. Yeah. No, that's, that's uh, like right now I can't even like my mouth is salivating so much. I'm having a hard time talking. <laughs> I mean, it's not that, that bad. 
No, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. just making me... No, but, it, no the flavor's good. It's yeah. just, it's making me salivate. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 also not... There's not a lot of body to it, too. It's very flat. It's, it's, it's just, soft. Yeah, it reminds me of a sour iced tea. Yeah. Yeah, so the Rodenbach... I was expecting more from Belgian uh, beer. I mean, most of the Belgian beers that we've tried on the show have been pretty damn good, but this one... It's it's lacking in, in in flavor. I was kind of excited to try it because it you know it is a sour ale and the other sour ales that we've tried on the show it really hits you with that nice refreshing souriness on the finish. Whereas this one's a little more subdued. I wish it had a little more bite. Yeah. Up oh, front, he poured it out, threw it away. Oh no! Time for the next beer now. All right, where are you going to rank that one though? Uh, you know, I'd give that one. I would give it about a six. You know, it's above average, but it's also not that great. You're not going to be unhappy with it, but it's not going to excite you either. Yeah, I'm going to give it a f- five. Four. Oh, I'm five. Give it a okay. Five. All right. Just about average. It, it just, uh, not enough carbonation, not enough beer flavor, but also had the sour flavor, but mm-hmm. it's just missing. Yeah, there's something. I, mean, I think it's just the body, though. It's, it's so soft. It, it On the mouth, more... it's just so soft. I feel like no it's, carbonation. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, I'm not saying they couldn't make it better, and and I'm sure they have other varieties of beer that are much better. Mm-hmm. That just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, no, not the greatest. Actually, probably the worst Belgian beer that we've had on the show so far. Yeah, I can't remember a worse one than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. luckily it wasn't your friend's recommendation. It, yeah, I know. It got us the five. So it's, yeah, I know this one might be a six. Who knows? Actually, I should <laughs> a look, seven. Uh, so what's the what's actually the, I actually didn't even look. Oh, you didn't pull up. it up? Yeah. So it is the Dogfish Head Sequench Ale Session Sour, and thanks once again to Foodie and the Grump. Thank you, Elvira. Thank you, Sorrow, her boyfriend. <laughs> her boyfriend. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have anything and to do your, with it. And your he didn't mother. have anything to do with it. And he's, your mother. He's, 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 and, and, and your mom as well. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'm take, Hey, I'll take beer from anywhere. If you want to offer me a beer, give me a beer. I'll take it for sure. So this one is the, which one? The session? It is that. Sequest. There it yeah, is. there's the, the Sequench Ale right there. Objectively the most refreshing beer they've ever brewed. Oh, damn. Sequenced is a session sour mash mashup of crisp Kolsch, a salty mm. ghost, and a tart Berliner Weiss brewed in sequence with black lime, sour lime juice, and sea salt. Oh, my God, this sounds good. The result, a citrusy tart union that has captured the attention in hearts of beer, wine, and margarita drinkers alike. Mm. After a full year of research and development, the blissfully inefficient Sequest Ale hit the mark and the mood they were looking for with a touch of salt on the tongue and a bit of malt sweetness on the finish. Sequelch Ale is a unique, is as unique as it is exhilarating and perfect down to the whole yeah, who year round. I would love to write this I know, thing. seriously. Boasting amazingly tart and crisp flavors, Sequelch Ale clocks in at just 4.9 ABV, 140 calories, 9, garb, nine grams of carbs, 2 grams of protein, Okay, whatever. <laughs> see, folks, see what folks are saying. Okay, the uh, alcohol by volume is 4.9. The release is year-round. Original release date, 2016. The style is sour. The color, golden, yellow, hazy, and straw-colored. The aroma, yeah, the color spicy, is beautiful, actually. citrus, aromas of lime. The flavor, amazingly tart. Refreshing, crisp flavors of lime and the deeper 
slight bitter of black lime, a touch of salt on the tongue, and a bit of malt sweetness on the finish. The mouthfeel is sweet, clean, and quenching. All right. So it sounds this like actually a, sounds really good. It sounds like a summer beer, something that you want to sip around the pool. Maybe a lawnmower beer. You yeah. know, once, and once the, and let's see, you finish are, let's trimming see. the hedges out here, Ben. We'll record this podcast outdoors Out- where podcasts should be recorded and football should be played. Let's see. Oh, oh. What? Oh. Yes. Oh. What did you find? Oh. <laughs> my childhood vacation spot oh. where my mother almost killed me. <laughs> Is that where it's brewed? Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Yep. The names are weird. We went there very, very often as a child. It's sort of an Atlantic City, New Jersey style boardwalk town where there's a beach but a boardwalk with amusements for the children this is where i went when i was about 12 i had appendicitis i was throwing <laughs> uh, up i couldn't move i couldn't bend up i couldn't stand up straight my mother thought there was something wrong with me she thought i was complaining she didn't take me home we finished our vacation and i went back to new york state where the doctor said, had you waited one more or two more days, your son's appendix would have burst and he would have died. That Well, it's a good thing you got yeah. back in time, right? And your mom didn't mess up the vacation for everybody else. No, she didn't. <laughs> I still remind her of that to this day. I'm like, you know, I could have. You could have killed him, mom. Yeah, she's like, I think you just you just have a flu, a little cold, <laughs> little, you know, a little, little something going. I was throwing up in the stairwell. I was throwing you know, up in the Walk bathroom. it off, all right? Walk it off. <laughs> it was just... See, my mother has more in common with the Croatian mothers than she thinks. She's <laughs> like, suck it up. Sorry, uh, it was a long-winded story, but I almost died. A little bit a little bit winded right there. <laughs> but a good story, though, man. I actually had something I didn't know about you. I didn't know you almost died from a, from appendicitis. Yeah, they had to rush me And your mom surgery. didn't care. Your mom didn't give a shit. She's like, watch Actually, it she off. took me home for a day and gave me applesauce, which I threw up. <laughs> and then she still didn't take me to the hospital. It's her vacation, dude. She doesn't want to mess up her vacation. Have some, have some saltines. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Your kids survived. All right. Well, it smells. I mean, it actually smells interesting. I mean, it's, it's there's uh, there's definitely citrusy oh, it notes. It smells nice, though. There are citrusy notes there, but there's a sweetness, a sort of floral note to it as well. I can't really put my finger on what that is exactly, but it's like a sweetness, a sourness. It's it's And the it's almost, color of it's it. It's almost like a... Uh, not a carnation, but the the white. Yeah, but the color of it though, I like the the golden haziness to it. I love a hazy beer. I think this is definitely going to outdo yeah, the Belgian. I think so. I, I mean, I, I think most things can outdo that. Oh yeah, definitely. Ooh. That's nice. I like the lemony it's le- sort of finish on the fin. Uh, I, like, I like that. It's got a lemon. That got lemon, a little grapefruit. That kind of pinches the back of the tongue. A little bit of grapefruit as well, Ben. But it's also thick. It has more body than the other one. More carbonation than that Rodenbach Classic right there. This is a very refreshing beer. This is a lawnmower beer right here. And only 4.9% alcohol. How'd she find this one? At, um, I mean, it is from the middle of nowhere in Delaware. No, no, yeah. But I mean, they actually have it. Uh, I think she found it on the shelf at Whole Foods. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, we, we work right across here from Whole Foods. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it was, it was on the shelf over there. And she actually, she purchased it for one of my other coworkers who's re- who's a really big fan of Sours. And so she got this for them. But then since I was at work that same day, 
she was nice enough to, you know, gift us one for the podcast. So actually I was really an afterthought with this beer, but thank you, you know, Elvira yeah, we are for the, allowing me to we be are your, the afterthought of uh our parents, you, our friends. Yeah, your mom. You know, th- thank you, uh you know, so, oh, Franny, oh, oh, you're, oh, you're here, here at oh, work you're here today. today. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I think, um, here's a uh, beer. You do a podcast <laughs> of some sort where you drink, you know. So, yeah, I was an afterthought, but you know, thank you. It's good. I appreciate it. No, it's actually, it's actually really, it's a very refreshing beer. It's it's much better than the one we just tried, the Rodenbach Classic. Yeah, I like I like the lemon citrusy finish on on the end of that. Oh, it's that also is, like you said, it's got the body. It's got a nice. I mean, there's a little bit of beer taste in there, just mm-hmm. enough. It's soft on the palate, but it's got a nice body on the palate. I just that's a good beer. Mm-hmm. It's a refreshing beer. I mean, it, it's it's ideal. For, you know, like today, for instance, today was about 80 some degrees outside. If you're outside, you know, trimming the hedges, mowing the lawn, doing yard work, you want to come back inside the house, crack open a cold one of these, drink it. I mean, it's, 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 it's almost sort of reminiscent of like a, like a, not, I want to say a pineapple Fanta, but it's like it, it's it has alcohol in it. Obviously, there's some of that yeah. that that those alcohol notes in it, but it's almost like a nice sparkling sort of juice that's refreshing. Yeah, right. I, I mean, mean, I would actually put this next to the Ota Kringa Radler that I had yeah. in Vienna. Mm-hmm. My second favorite citrus sour mm-hmm. beer that I've had. Yeah, it's actually much better than I expected. I didn't expect it to be this good because. Dogfish Head is actually also a you know it's a, it's a larger brewery, and they have you know plenty of other offerings. I didn't expect this one to be that good. Just the same as the Jack Daniels uh, single barrel rye. I didn't expect it to be that good, but I also expected this to have the sourness to it. But it's it's almost like a, a a natural sourness that they have to the beer, and not just some ingredients that they added to make it seem sour. And it's got a nice dryness. Yeah, on the finish, a nice mm-hmm. sort of dryness on the finish. So that's actually pretty good. What would you rate this, Ben, on our Thurston Goal rating scale of beers? Nine. You would give it a nine. That's pretty impressive. This is second to the Otakaninger Rattler that mm-hmm. I had in Vienna. This is right up there. Yeah. I would give it an eight. You know, I, I, I still think that Sour Monkey that we tried a couple of weeks ago had just a little bit more sourness to it, a little more carbonation. This one has a nice bit of body to it, but... Uh, I wish I had just a little bit more sourness. Oh, just a little bit come more. I do, on. I do. That's a nice bit of crispness. Don't get me wrong. You know how much I love that crispness, Ben. But not, but I mean, more sour, really? Just a little bit. Just a little bit of to make your lips smack. Just a little on the end. Oh, it's smacking pretty good. No, but not enough. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be really sour. Just a, just a slight bit of extra sourness to that. And I think it would be, you know, really? up there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is... Probably the best sour we've had, except for the the Rattler, which is not really a sour, but it's on the same sort of family of beers. Mm-hmm. But that's up there. Yeah, it's really good. I'm shocked. Yeah, me too. That the Belgian is outdone by a little brewery from Rehoboth Beach. Probably a big brewery. Where, where you almost died. Where I almost died. <laughs> yeah, I still remember throwing up in the alcove. <laughs> that's a pretty interesting story. Yeah, I'm sure you'd never let your mom live that down. 
I didn't, but it, it, I mean, it's just so interesting. Like I watched a woman. It's like if you ever get into an argument with your mom and like she wins the argument, like you almost let me die. <laughs> you know that? Yeah. I, I've talked so to her that's many like your, times about that's it. That's your go-to right there. Yeah. Yeah, you almost let me die. It's just such a different time. Even when you were a kid, I'm sure it was a different time. Yeah. Like I, I, I live across the street from an elementary school, and I, I literally watched a, a, a woman drop her, her like nine year old son off today, uh-huh. who was clearly training for some team or something. And it's like a block in every direction, right? So it's a, it's a square block. The school mm-hmm. is one one block. So you, so it's four corners. You run around it, and she drove next to him as he drove. As he ran around the school. Wow. She just drove next. She didn't park and say run around the school, like, and get on her phone or something. She literally, like, drove next to him as he ran. Like, she drove him from somewhere else, obviously, to this ostensibly safe place at the school. But it wasn't safe enough because, like, who do you think wants your nine-year-old? That badly, I, I, I you never know. You never know. Oh, I mean, but like your mother paid attention to when you left the house when in in the nineties. Well, I mean, no, not as much. I mean, I, obviously things have changed in the world. I mean, that's that's a little overbearing. But I do feel bad for parents because I mean, but she, I mean, I, I'm not trying to make my mother. We were we grew up in the suburbs of rural New York, so you know it was what it was. But I, you know, to just the the hyper sort of like you know where your kid is all the time yeah. even when they're not a, you're like how do you develop your own sense of who you are if you're you know what ben walk off your appendicitis all right <laughs> yeah i mean that's but that's you know i mean uh, you know almost wish i had like a burst on the table and i really <laughs> almost died then it would have been like and they saved my life in an upstate new york hospital which which i'm, I'm guessing the surgeon was like just a step above Dr. Hartman from the, the family guy. I don't know how good the surgeons are in a small rural part of New York. Uh, but it was, it was, it was rough, but I just, I just think it's strange yeah. how, you know, like I'm assuming yeah, you were allowed to leave the house when you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I would walk to school. I walked to uh middle school. I walked, you know, when I was in high school, I walked, you know, I, you know, it was, it was close enough where I could walk. It's not like I had somebody driving next to me the entire time. But they didn't drop you off, right? You actually literally like, no, I, left I would, your house. I would get dropped off occasionally by neighbors. Neighbors? <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> Let care. him get, go. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I felt bad for the kid because it's like, park in front of my house. I, I, I wanted to tell her like, hey, you can just park here in my driveway. Just the kid's going to run around. <laughs> It'll be back. It, it's broad daylight. It's broad daylight. <laughs> That's pretty interesting though. All right. so Sign of the times. Sign of the times. All right, so I am at a nine. You were at an eight. Mm-hmm. And once again, thank you, Foodie and the Grump. Of course, for of course. The Dogfish Head, one of my favorite beers that we've tried. Sequench in Ale. a long time. Yeah, and this is not a paid sponsorship. Although it would be nice, Elvira, if you did pay us. But <laughs> say what? What can we? What can we charge for a review? Yeah, what can we charge? Hundred bucks. Um, depends on how many. Like, we'll have to find out how many more. Followers she has. Next yeah, I know week, exactly. This week. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at how many followers she has right now, as opposed to next week. If there's 50 more, I am definitely asking for a hundred dollars. Yeah, because is it like a legit Instagram where she's like wants people to? Oh no, yeah. Know, like I mean, follow yeah. her yeah, and yeah, yeah. watch her opinions, or is it just yeah, like I mean, she's, friends she, and she, relatives? She posts every day. I mean, there's great every day. great content on there. I mean, there's, there's every re- day. Yeah, there's I, yeah yeah every day. She eats out every day. 
I don't know if it's every day, but it could be from, you know, previous, you know, restaurant visit that she's posting maybe to unlike unlike myself on Instagram where I don't post that much. She posts quite often. And it's, it's yes, it's good Elvira, content. you can look for this post probably around Wednesday <laughs> Maybe, or Thursday, somewhere around there. But since you're a friend of his, I'm guessing you're probably going to see it tomorrow. <laughs> Let's say Monday <laughs> <laughs> or Monday where I, I'm like, I have to log into Instagram. I don't, I never, I never go to Instagram because it's just a yeah. bunch of pictures mm-hmm. and I, I'm a, more of a reading person. Like I like to read stuff. You know, I'll log in like Tuesday. I'm like, oh, no, uh, nothing, nothing from Thursday and Wednesday. Still oh, nothing. And I'll look Thursday. Hey, you don't oh, pull- there's the last four beers in one day. <laughs> Just so I, here's the last four beers we've tasted in the last yeah, you four kill, episodes. You kill multiple birds, birds with one stone. I mean, you kill four birds with one stone. You, know, you put them all out there and be like, this is what we've tried in the last few weeks. This one's good. This one's not. This one is. That, that one other one is not that great. But this one, the Sequench Ale from Dogfish Head right. from your old neck of the I'm woods. I'm gonna finish bed. this if you're not gonna. That's a good one. I'll finish it off right there. Yeah. Finally, yeah. took Joe Rogan's advice to the max, <laughs> which was essentially "fuck you." I'm not gonna advertise this shit. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you can go to fucking hell. I'm gonna put this shit out there, and if you like it, great. If you don't, I don't care. Exactly. Actually, <laughs> it worked for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's making a hundred million dollars. So, you know what? I'll follow his. Uh, his advice, I agree. His advice I actually, on that. I actually agree. I actually agree yeah. with that. But yeah, thank you, Elvira. Absolutely, absolutely, and I appreciate you, even if your coworker doesn't. <laughs> I appreciate you, and if you listen this deep into the podcast, I'm guessing you're gonna download it uh-huh. and then fast forward to like just this, it, just this piece. Yeah, but I appreciate it and continue to give him. More beer. One of your six pack or one of your four pack, and we. Will... I think it was like a twelve pack. So yeah, yeah. Oh, twelve pack. Yeah, I, she she reviewed it herself. She was very happy with it as well. Oh, really? And I see why now. Well, now I'm gonna have to follow this person on Instagram. You're gonna have to. There's an extra follow right there. Fifty cents. Yeah, fifty cents. A <laughs> uh, hundred dollars for every one hundred listeners <laughs> or viewers of your show. All right, Friday. Anything else to add about the dogfish? Nothing else to add. All right, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our housekeeping to finish up the show. And it has been a longer podcast than it has been the last, well, since the end of football season. Yeah. And we're, well, you know, we're getting back. We're ramping up, getting back. We're going to take a vacation. We're going to relax a little bit in the summer. And then we're going to come back hardcore <laughs> with the Philadelphia Eagles. Unless you come down with appendicitis. Well, that, wouldn't it be something if it grew back and they had to take it out again? Your appendix? I'm gonna go visit my. Wait, mother. did you did you have your appendix removed? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, you had it removed. Okay, I don't think it grows back. No, and I, and yeah. I have a and I have a big scar because it was yeah, eighty, so I have a big I have a big scar. It wasn't like now where they just go in arthroscopic or yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, is it arthroscopically I, or arthroscopically? I don't know. Little little those those little tiny arms that they put yeah, in. and they just pull it right out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a big old scar. They just cut me half <laughs> open. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like they took out your innards. Your, yeah, I also had, I also had pneumonia, and they didn't want to take me to the hospital. My yeah, father well, had to convince my mother to take me. Well, man, it was, I mean, back then, like, you know, like, nobody wore seatbelts back then. You know, I mean, now everyone's like, you know, like, you wear a seatbelt, you know, it would take precautions for this, take precautions. There was no airbags or anything back then. It was like, if you survive, good for you. Yeah, we, <laughs> we literally drove four hours to my from my mother's house or from my parents' house at the time. To my grandparents' house in Pennsylvania, in the back of a truck with a cap on it, 
And their their logic was there's a cap on it. Yeah. So they You're literally good. they they actually put uh, remnants of carpeting, and the on the bed of the truck. Safety first. And they put us in the back of the truck, which is literally in the back of the truck uh-huh. with a cap on it. Well, just like station wagons. It drove for four. Remember yeah. station wagons used to sit in the back of the station wagon. You can't sit in the back facing yeah. backwards and looking at people that are driving behind. They don't do that anymore. I remember that. I'm old enough to do that. I, I did that. Yeah. Can you imagine like what would happen if we hit something? Like yeah. I don't even know what would happen. I mean, you'd be all over the place. It, it, but, it, <laughs> but you'd be fine. Uh, well, I, well, why would I? You be might have a little bit of a limp now at your yeah, age, but exactly. you'd be good. But it yeah. is funny. I like now, like a car seat. Like it's like yeah. I watch these parents like on the street, like yelling at each other about the car seat. Like it's wrong. This is wrong. That and I'm like, well, I just, I just, I rode in the back of a truck like my entire childhood, like literally in the back of a truck. Like I'm living in like Alabama or something, like uh-huh. in the back of the truck. Well, that was kind of like Alabama up for upstate New York. <laughs> it, it was, but it's just like. You didn't even think about it. Like, yeah, nobody no. even considered like yeah. the the way, danger of it. Like way, physics didn't exist back then. Way too many safety regulations nowadays. That's probably like the car seats. Like I can't even. Like I actually, I usually like uh, Sonya's. You know, are my niece and nephew. I usually ask them how I'm supposed to buckle them in. Like I'm like, where is this supposed to go? Just so I make sure because they, know, they better, know more than they I know do. better than you. All right, Friday. So many buckles. Ah, just the buckles and the children and the. Wrap them up in like that, that. But I'm alive. Yeah. In front, all the damage that I've done. Wrap to my, them up in bubble wrap. They're good to go. All the damage that Franny and I have done to ourselves has been post-parenting. Yeah. No, I, I remember. Like I remember when my neighbor. Well, they were my neighbor at the time, and they dropped me off in their F-150. And this was when I was in middle school. And I mean, I, we, we just we, it was like it was like you know bench seating. I don't even know if we had our seatbelts on the time, but I, I remember they dropped me off. And my backpack was in the bed of the truck and they didn't know that it was in the bed of the truck. So I reached over the bed of the truck, but she didn't know I was. And so she drove off with me hanging off the bed of the truck. (laughs) (laughs) And so she was driving down the street. I'm like, stop, stop. They didn't hear me, (laughs) obviously. And you couldn't let go because you're moving. I couldn't let go. Yeah, but I did. (laughs) You did let go? I did let go. And so I went tumbling on the street and I was rolling through the street and then like, as I got up, I started chasing the truck. I'm like, give me my backpack. <laughs> and yeah, so I got home all, bl- bl- I was all blighted up and battered from falling off the hey, truck. Probably like, going, yeah, my mom's like, she called them, my neighbor, and we're just, they were laughing about it. Like, oh, he's fine. Yeah, but like, I let go of the truck going about 20, 30 miles per hour down the street. And like, it was funny because I thought I was fast enough to keep up, <laughs> you know, like when you're, when you're like, yeah, yeah, driving yeah, yeah, that yeah, fast, yeah. And, like, you think your legs can keep up with you, but no. no it's yeah, like the first time I grabbed yeah, yeah, so, like, truck I, I, skateboard I, I was like oh this is bad multiple somersaults in the street but eventually they saw me chasing them and they backed up and i got my my backpack from the truck and we, it was it was a, it, we laughed about it Did, but no one sued each other right nobody sued each other no we i mean you know i'm not sure exactly where they are today but it was it was all fun and games but it is but that is because now it would be like this big yeah like if you posted that shit on mm-hmm. instagram or on facebook it would be like you know horribly irresponsible yeah parent like tiktok or something you know like it would be like horrible irresponsible neighbor almost kills child <laughs> so, on way a drop off from school and i had to drop off otherwise 
I would have like smashed myself another against another car that was parked on the side of the road. So I'm like, F- I, I better let go now. Otherwise, I'm going to get sandwiched between the car that I'm hanging on to and the car that's parked. So it was, you know, it's, it's a good story to tell. I just can't imagine like today, like how that conversation would go between the parent and yeah, the no, other parent. No, but now, I mean, back then like, it was just like, like, ha, ha, ha. And now that it's like a whole hilarious. meeting. And, oh yeah, my no, God, it wasn't like that. They, they, how they, dare you? They did the exact same thing the next day, except they they waited until I got the, my backpack from the truck. Like, my mom didn't, like, lose trust in them. They're like, oh, great, you fucked up. Whatever, big deal. You didn't kill my son. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah, because your mother's like, I don't want to fucking take him back. <laughs> I don't want to pick him up. So, good luck to you tomorrow. Just don't kill him. Exactly. Good old days. But it is funny. I mean, because it's... it's I'm just I'm, so it's people are so angry, or they're ready to get angry with, yeah, other, was, with was, other people. That was about 1990s. Like anyone's really intending to kill, like or hurt another yeah, no. kid. It's like, oh, was, like she, let me see if I could drag him behind my truck. Yeah, it was the good old days. 1997. 1997. They had seatbelt. They didn't have seatbelt laws in 1997. I mean, they 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 weren't as strict as they are now. But I mean, just yeah. That whole incident was pretty. It was pretty hilarious, actually. When I think back to it now, I'm just picturing like a I didn't little, like knock like my head little, into like the asphalt. Like a little five foot tall Franny like, rolling down. <laughs> Quite out town. I remember. I remember like I dropped off the truck and I went rolling through the street. My neighbors outside like looking at me like, "What the fuck?" And, and he's living in the same house that they were living in before. And I remember like waving to him like, as, like help me, as I'm rolling. Help me. Up, no, no. As I rolled off the truck, I'm like hi, hey, Mister like, Johnson. And then I go running after the truck like, "Give me my backpack." But why were you worried about the backpack? I had to do my homework, man. Oh God, so yeah, that's it. That separates you and that's, I. I was like, I would have been like, bye, backpack. Excuse ready. No, Couldn't like do the homework. Have, backpack. Then with they the have neighbor. to drive back to the house, and yeah, it's a whole ordeal, you know. But yeah, anyways, housekeeping to finish up the show. <laughs> All right. All right. In the back of an F one fifty, we are a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.busproud.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out all the show notes and get links to all the stories that we cover and all of the bourbons, rice, scotches, and cognacs that we review. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. Spotify. CastBox. CastBox. And the rest. You can also find us on Audible, Pandora, and Amazon Music. You can leave us a review. How many stars? Five stars, Ben. Give Only us a five-star five. Joe Rogan-like review. You can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. What's the Twitter, Franny? What's our Twitter? <laughs> at Goal Thirst. At Goal Thirst on Twitter and Instagram. At Thirstand. There you go. And check out all of Franny's amazing. I, I told you I'd get it right. <laughs> it, it, it took a while. It took a while. Well, we were a little bit, well, a little bit more uh, shots in the beginning of the show yeah. this week. So this will be our uh, Jalen Hurts episode and our Dak Prescott, Ben Roethlisberger episode. Is it? Why? Well, because Jalen Hurts is going to start for you guys. Ben Roethlisberger's come back for his final year with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Dak Prescott coming out on his first year of a giant contract. And, see, and Aaron Rodgers starting for the you know Denver Broncos. Wherever he is. Clearly, I don't want to end the show. Ronnie, <laughs> anything else to add before we finish up the show? Uh, nothing else to add, Ben, except thank you so very much to all of our listeners out there. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yes. Thank you all. The reason that we are all alive, functioning, and, you know, relatively stable adults is because of you. So thank you. All. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you.